0: French fried potatoes. potatoes, seven potatoes potato. One potato, two potatoes, three Bright potatoes, fried fried potato. four, five potatoes, six just potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two
1: potatoes,
0: three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League podcast with your hosts Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Jay? Oh, shit. Uh, welcome to episode 310. Sure. 310. Of Potato League Podcast. Uh, big week. Um, I was back to work, sort of. Kind of, yeah. It was nice. It was, it was nice speaking to another human during the day. Yes. Um,
1: who, who, who did very well with your assistance.
0: Yeah, it was a, uh, we can't name names because children and all, but uh, the, I've started kind uh, <clears> of <throat> tutoring slash teaching from home uh, with a kid who uh, broke his leg around the same time I went out of work. So we'd been out of work about the same amount of time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> uh, it was also uh, the reason that I didn't, I didn't watch many movies this week. And the reason is, uh, as Dan saw when he walked in here, uh, I'm watching draft stuff. This weekend was one of my favorite weekends of the year. <laughs> which is the NFL Draft. It's always a fun weekend because it's Robin's birthday, because Robin's birthday is 26, so sometimes draft night falls on her birthday. She loves that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I say this every year, uh, and I know this is not a football podcast, but I love the draft so much, um, because I like the pre-draft <laughs> process. I like the, the, the moving around of picks and all that stuff, and I happen to be, of course, I'm an Eagles fan, and uh, the Eagles GM, Howie Roseman, is like the most... Trade happy, moving around mm. guy there is. So I just fucking love it. Um, and then the draft night itself is great. And I, I say it every year. I love, uh, I love seeing people on their best day. Like yeah. the best. This is the best day of their life. Yeah. Uh, and I just you. I can't get enough of the the phone call videos. Oh yeah! So you see these Hulk three hundred pound dudes.
1: I saw one this morning, their, like, their uh, eyes the, out. The kid who got drafted by the Jets. Yeah. And his dad was like freaking.
0: The phone oh out. yeah, it was awesome. it's just.
1: And, and I, I also love the fact that on their like living room table, were all the NFL team fans.
0: Yes, yes, that that's a, that's a cool so thing. It's like, uh, so it's like
1: you know, he got, they got to pick which one, you know. Oh, I got drafted. I get this
0: one. Most of the draftable <laughs> players have. uh... See, we to be coming. Maybe it's because I'm yelling. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They. I mean, they send them 32 hats (laughs) because they don't fucking know. I mean, other. I mean, even the top top guys. I mean, yeah. They know, but they don't know. Although this year was weird because there there was no consensus. You were
1: scheduled for like a top ten pick. uh,
0: They sent you ten hats and you didn't get in the top ten. Oh fuck! The Saints took me. Yeah. (laughs) Saints took me at eleven. Saints, by the way, they've they've got a hat with a post-it note with a new logo. (laughs) One of them, though, I can't remember who it was. Shoot, it might have even been one of the one of the Eagles late picks. Uh had an Eagles hat. Yeah, was or but no, it wasn't. I don't think it was. It, but it was somebody that got drafted this weekend H- was a fan of that team growing up and had a hat, so yeah. it was pretty cool. Um, probably, although he probably. Uh, like the official news conference. Probably the, there's probably some deal with Fanatics. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Put on the official yeah. 2022 Fanatics NFL draft app, motherfucker, or you're out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a draft was a lot of fun. Um, Eagles, dra- I mean, Eagles made Biggest Splash, which was not a pick. They traded one of their picks for A.J. Brown. So now they <clears> have, <throat> for the first time since Deshaun, they have a legit alpha receiver. Mm-hmm. Although Devontae Smith, I think, is going to be, but A.J. Brown is. A top, at worst, top 15 guy. Uh, And they also (laughs) drafted positions that they don't usually. We haven't had a traditional huge nose tackle for 20 years. Uh, And they drafted this hulk of a man in the first round, Jordan Davis. If you know anything about, if you saw anything from college football this year, you saw the picture that was floating around the internet just of Jordan Davis standing next to his position coach. You know, just posing for a picture, and the position coach looks like a child, yeah. and the caption always says the position coach is six foot, two hundred and thirty-five pounds, or whatever. Yeah, Exactly.
1: If you're if you're a lineman position coach, yeah. you're not a small dude to begin. No,
0: you know, you probably played in high school at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're probably at least big enough to play yeah. that position well.
0: Uh yeah. yeah. So what the Eagles have done the last two years, which I really enjoy, uh, and I promise I'll wrap up Eagles talk any second. Yeah. Uh for years, they it, it almost seemed like a choice. They did not; they just didn't draft guys from like the really top five schools, like your Alabamas and your Georgias and your Clemson's and stuff like that. Basically, SEC teams, uh, and it was kind of a running joke that like, who are you going to take in the first round? I don't know. It was probably some receiver from the Pac-10, you know? Like, they, and they did they did it twice. It's not really a joke. Uh, but the last two years, last year their first two picks were Alabama, Alabama, and then this year their uh, two of their first three picks. Uh, were Georgia, and then whatever, and then uh, Nebraska, and then Georgia. And
1: it's not like Nebraska's not
0: a... No, and then Nebraska was an offensive lineman, and so, like, (laughs) that's what they do. Yeah, Uh, big big corn-fed dude. Yeah, (laughs) and that's, you know, it's like, uh, you don't draft a hell of a lot of guys from Iowa, but you take their tight ends, because there's, like, fucking five Pro Bowl (laughs) tight ends from (laughs) Iowa in the league now, or something, that's an exaggeration, but it is weird how some schools just produce a position. Yeah. It's It's odd. Uh, and it's in, like, also, like, some schools will produce halfway decent quarterbacks, but, like, nothing else. Yeah. Like, BYU has several QBs that they... It, yeah. I mean, not some, always. Some Hall of Fame QBs. Yeah, but not yeah. always, but...
1: Yeah, I can't think of a single other Can player you think that I of an, from BYU.
0: Th- that just pops into your head. Yeah. I mean, oh, look, fill the comments with so-and-so went to BYU. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there are... I'm, I know that there are NFL players from BYU, yeah. but, like...
1: They had no. the number two. They like oh
0: no, They had the number two pick in They had the number two pick last year. Um, the uh, Zach Wilson, and like, n- and he put up historic numbers. And like, no one else from that offense is. I think one of the receivers is like you know was like a fourth or fifth round. Someone pick, had to catch all those. Exactly. Hands-offs. Like how the fuck did this even happen? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Iowa is that way with tight ends. Um, I guess linemen, too. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, so the first time in forever the Eagles drafted a true like nose tackle, uh, and then for the first time in forever they have uh, a legit, as of right now we were just talking about how, we don't fucking know how good these guys are going to be, but this was the best player on the best defense in college was Nicobe Dean from Georgia. And he had. There was some weird medical stuff going around about him, and he started to slide. He ended up sliding to the third round. He was projected <clears throat> to be a top fifteen pick. See, he would have
1: uh, been one of those guys with the hats. Yeah, right, <laughs> right.
0: Uh, so, like, they drafted two positions that they just don't. They just don't mm-hmm. typically, you know, put put a lot of assets into. Obviously, they have them on the team, but the, it's like UDFA's and late round picks. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, fun weekend. I still have several analyses to, you know, go through. They're all saying the same thing at this point, but, uh, you know, like we were talking about before we started, you don't know. Yeah. But it, but it's still exciting nonetheless. Um, it's fun to listen
1: because like I said off air, like, I, 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 I pay attention to college football scores. Like, I know I, who, I know... I barely do that. I know who's, like, in the bowl, important bowl games. Yeah. I know who's, like, you know, the top 20, you know, from time to time. Through, or if there's, like, a really big player... Yeah. I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know who that is.
0: You were aware that Georgia had the best defense in, like, maybe ever last y- yeah, year. Yeah, But beyond that, Georgia, by the way, off that, off that defense, they had... Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't know how many exactly Thank off you. defense, but 15 players drafted mm-hmm. yesterday. Off the defensive line... They had three of the four starters were taken in the first round. Yeah. The fourth starter (laughs) is a junior this year, and apparently he's the best one. (laughs) They had all three starting linebackers drafted.
1: Kind of makes you feel bad for Georgia.
0: Like there's kids right behind them, Dan. It's wild. Those those top teams. You
1: put up a historic defense, and next year you're starting. You know. All guys that didn't start. Yeah,
0: (laughs) well, you're not exaggerating. Six of the front seven Mm -hmm. were drafted. Three of the three of the offense, three of the defensive line were drafted in the first round. Uh, I think one of the linebackers was drafted late one, and then one in the second round, and then the Eagles took Dean in the third. So all three linebackers, the safety, (laughs) and maybe one of the corners. I'm not sure, but uh, they're. They'll, they'll have seven-plus new starters next year, and they'll be fine. Oh, yeah. College yeah. football's wild. That's why I kind of can't watch it. I can't get into it. Like, yeah, I- exactly. It's, there's, like, there's, there's so many teams, but really there's only, like, five yeah. and that are just dominant.
1: Yeah. Like, when they, when they put out, like, the AP, you know, preseason, you know, top ten... 10. Probably eight of those will still be in the top ten at the
0: end of the year. Yeah, season. there's always mm-hmm. like a dud or two, and yeah. you know you never know what's going to happen. Or an Somebody's quarterback or goes down yeah. or something. But, but
1: from the most part, the teams that are going into the preseason as a top team end it as a top team.
0: Guess what? Alabama and Georgia will be good next year,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: couldn't name five players on both teams combined. Yeah, CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. I think, That's is the yeah. he might not even be. He it was might like be the when Ohio we, State when we one. We were in <laughs> high
1: school in like the three Florida teams. Were yeah. Top five every year. Yeah. Miami, Florida State, and
0: FN, you know, Florida. Oh, is it? Well, every year. <laughs> Florida State, speaking of that, uh, they had a, uh, uh, an edge rusher go in the first round uh, out of Florida State, and the only reason he was at Florida State is because he transferred out of Georgia because he couldn't get playing time. <laughs> and he went in the first round. Yeah. Along with the other Georgia guys <laughs> that he was on the team with a year ago. Yeah. So and it and it actually made it made uh, and there was a lot of talk about it this weekend and I'm glad it finally because I hadn't really heard it discussed that way. It made evaluations on them hard because, on one hand, like take Jordan Davis, the guy that the Eagles took. Mm-hmm. The knock on him is that he doesn't rush the passer. Well, when you've got two first round edges yeah. on the other so- on either side you of you, you don't have to. There's a chance they're getting they're getting yeah. the, there's there might have been a uh, there might have been ten plays this year where he would have gotten a sack had not the, yeah, the elite guys, worse, guys on his left and right got yeah. there um now the flip side of that is because the line is so good it's hard to evaluate them because you can't double everyone yeah you know like so someone of Jordan Davis's size and talent on a normal team would get doubled every single time every single play yeah. but he was almost never doubled mm-hmm. because, like, he had guys as good, if not better, on the other side. Um, so it it does, and also it affects playing time. Like, like, all of these guys were rotated so much that, like, they it's hard to, like, put up gaudy numbers mm-hmm. because they're in there for, like, you know, 60% of the snaps instead yeah. of 80 But. <clears throat> It's it it's it's like a it's a weird problem to have. Yeah. It was it's actually the same way they talked about uh, Alabama receivers the last couple of years, like with Devontae Smith, and they had another one drafted this year. They had two drafted last year and one the year before. Um, in the first round, there was another guy that went in the second. But like when you've got like three first round receivers on your team, mm-hmm. you only throw the ball so many times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's hard to to even it, it's hard to evaluate people when like. You can't double everyone once again. If yeah. you've got two first-round, you know, yeah. receivers on your team and you're playing, I don't know, whoever the fuck, Appalachian State, mm-hmm. the two corners can't cover that one guy. How do you think one's going to do? You know, yeah. he's going to well, get <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> roasted.
1: Well, it's one of those things that's like with baseball, too, where it's, you, you know, players have their their wins of overplacement and all that shit they're judging on, but so often it doesn't take into account, like, the stadium they're playing
0: in. yeah. Like,
1: Um, Anthony Rizzo, who has always been a good player, always been a good player, has been consistent, you know, for a large portion of his career, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, 280 batting average, around there. And he's killing it for the Yankees right now.
0: Short porch? He's a left-handed hitter (laughs) with a short porch. He had a
1: three-home run game the other night. Two of them in Wrigley, not home
0: runs. Wouldn't have been home runs.
1: Wouldn't have been home runs because he hits the ball high. And he's not a line drive home run hitter. He's a hit, the ball gets hit high.
0: So he's getting the home run the same way Reggie did there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... We're going way a, back. I mean, I'm glad to see him having a huge stat season right now because he's, you know, leading, he was leading the majors in home runs and RBIs and yep. shit. So he was, I don't know if he is today because it's preseason. That can change in like two games. Right. But people are like, oh, this Anthony Rizzo resurgence. And I'm like, he's doing what he's done every year, guys. Well, like, I, He's great. I love him. But... Yeah, he hit a ball that was 360 feet. In Wrigley, that's A, getting knocked down by the wind. Yeah. And probably wouldn't have had the distance anyway. Yeah. Right field in New York, that's a home run.
0: Right. Every time. <laughs> well, uh, Fenway Park made David Ortiz a Hall of Famer. hmm I mean, yeah. I don't know how many rockets he hit around the pole at 303 yeah. feet. Oh,
1: yeah. Rizzo, if Rizzo, when Rizzo was going to another team, I'm like, I wanted the Red Sox. Yeah. A, he started with them, and it would have
0: been kind of neat. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I was like... Those those doubles that he used to hit down the line
0: are now home runs. Are now home runs. And those <clears> weak fly outs to left field are now doubles. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say weak. He uh, yeah, He's all, still gonna hit
1: the ball pretty damn hard yes,
0: to get it off the ball. Uh, for, for all the rockets and trying to pull the ball, David Ortiz was very good at just flipping it, it off the wall. He did it all the time. Another one was great at it was Wade Boggs. I mean
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's interesting now where Javi Baez ended up going to Detroit where his power numbers are going to plummet. Yeah. He was good in Wrigley for 30 home runs a year. He's not going to get... Detroit is a fucking barren wasteland in those power alleys. Like, and he even hits the ball well to the opposite field. They're going to... I feel he's probably going to have a lot of doubles yeah. this year, and his home runs are going to sink, because that's a big fucking park to try to
0: knock it out of. Did you see uh, your boy uh, Schwarber's meltdown the other night? That, oh was, that was glorious. That fucking, was...
1: Well-deserved, because Angel Hernandez is the goddamn worst empire in the league.
0: Always what you, has been. Do you think... Did you see what any of the calls from oh,
1: Revy in the game? Oh, like, yeah. Like, oh, geez, oh I,
0: watched the whole, I watched the whole little, hi- I air quotes, highlight film. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Especially okay. now that they have like technology that can really, like, to the inch, yeah. uh, tell you how bad he's doing. <laughs> um, now, don't get me wrong. It's a very difficult job. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> he has made some calls, though. I remember there was one when Zobrist was on the um, Rays, And even the pitch, like, it was a called strike three. It was about a foot outside and about six inches too low. And it ended the game. It was a called strikeout that ended the game in a tight game with a runner on base. And Zobrist and Madden lost their mind. But as soon as it was a called strike, like it flashed to the pitcher. And the pitcher was just like... (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's go, fellas. Yeah, let's, get off, let's get off the fucking field quick, guys. Cause
0: this... before, before he but, changes his mind. Yeah,
1: and, and with that game, with Schwarber's freak out, I was actually surprised. It was earlier in the game they had called out Harper on one. Yeah. Harper's known Har- to lose his shit on the players. Yeah.
0: What was... There was one... It wasn't the Harper one or the Schwarber one. Um, shoot, I don't remember which one it was. It was a right-handed hitter, and it was a... Down and in, like eight inches off the plate, Yeah. and like man. So anyway, uh, Schwarber, yeah. I he, I almost bet he was. Oh, I hope he I hope he calls me out on a bad pitch because mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking lose it. Yep. <laughs> I. What do you think? That, what is MLB? Oh, do you know what he got? What Angel Hernandez got for an umpire score that game? What
1: ninety six?
0: Okay, so MLB's not a not.
1: They're like, no, he, he called. That's an a, he called an A game. It's like, but I mean, here's the thing: if if say I ask you 500 questions,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and 450 of them are like, what's the number between one and three?
0: Right. And you're like two. Right.
1: You're gonna because most balls and strikes in a game
0: are, are obvious. not close
1: calls. Right. Or they're close enough that you're like, okay, I'm giving him that one. Might have been a smidge outside, but. Fuck it, that's close. Also
0: depends on who's on the mound.
1: <laughs> yeah, also depends on who's on the mound.
0: Um, well, Greg got a lot of those.
1: <laughs> Max did. Um, but then again, like Tony Wynn, like, right. what was the old adage? You know, if Tony did, Win didn't swing, it was a ball. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so when the majority of your your answers are easy answers... Right. Sure, of course you got a good, great game score. Right. But, Jesus, the, ones, the ones he missed were like, what country do you live in? Pluto. Ah, shit! You got it wrong.
0: You're yeah. You're, you're so
1: wrong, but it still only counts as one wrong.
0: You're kind of not even out there for the easy ones because really, you and I could do that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. Uh I probably couldn't. My depth perception sucks. <laughs> like it sucks. <laughs> um, that's why I could never. Uh, I could never play outfield.
1: I feel like if I had to call a major league game, the majority of my responses would be "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Hold. You see what that fucking pitch did? Get away from it! It's like one thing to see on TV, yeah. like one of those sliders that breaks like 10 inches in a half
0: a second. Yeah. But like this... I'd like to think that I would be, uh, I'd be willing to stand in because I trust the guy out there because he's a fucking professional. Yeah. But still, it would freak me the fuck out. Oh
1: yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, because it's always like, I could hit some minor league pitching as long as they just threw it straight and fast. Yeah. But then you you see, like, some of the shit that you Darvish throws. It's like, that's yeah. a fucking wiffle ball, dude.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't even know
1: how you're doing that with a baseball.
0: If the you can, yeah, if you could, Like, the Reds
1: who can throw, like, 103 regularly. Yeah. Like, 20-something times a game. It's like, no, oh, fuck you.
0: They need to move the mound back. <laughs> they do. They do. I mean...
1: <clears throat> there's actually been talks about that, I know. Yeah. About moving the mound back. Because e- e- even, like, six inches is going to make a difference. Right. Yeah.
0: There's just not enough time. No. These, it's It's...
1: Well, looking at, like, there have been, like, something like seven or eight no-hitters already going to, like, the seventh <laughs> inning. And it's, has a
0: like, perfect game going to the eighth, and they
1: pulled him. Yeah, but it's, like... And, but here's the thing. The Mets threw a no-hitter the other night. Yeah? Like, six people pitched.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start bringing people in in the third. Yeah. Have they...
1: <clears throat> That's too many no-hitters. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I love them, but when six guys can combine well, it, for a no-hitter... it stops
0: being special.
1: Yeah. That's why the perfect game thing was, like... Don't, there's only been like two, 20 of those, you right? Know? But yeah, we're going to get... I think we're going to have a year where, where we have like eight. Because there have been numerous two-hitters already this year. Yeah. Fuck, the Red Sox and the Rays took a no-hitter into the fucking 10th. <laughs> and the Reds, and, and just the other night, the Red Sox rookie guy, who's... Christ's name I'm forgetting, but he's fucking good. Lost after giving up like two hits. You know?
0: <laughs> it, it's weird the way that... Uh... Baseball always kind of had cycles, mm-hmm. uh, like the 80s were considered dead ball, period, where yeah. 30 home runs you were leading the league, and then the 90s where everything was juiced. And yeah. was it, like I think 40? the sweet spot was like, in the 2000s, mid-2000s, baseball yeah. was really fun. Yeah. And then it, now, um, and uh, look. But also,
1: that's the time when baseball was dying again.
0: Like, yeah. stopped watching it's, baseball. It's, that's, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. That was like, for me, the most entertaining time yeah. of baseball ever. Mm-hmm. Um... I miss the days of guys
1: hitting like three sixty.
0: Yeah, I'm. I, I miss the day. I, I miss like runs being scored other than on home runs.
1: Yeah, I mean, Christ, what was it last year? Like the American League's leading hitter of National, someone in one of the leagues led the league with like three twelve. Yeah, it's like really. Yeah, it's like that's what your second baseman
0: should be hitting, you know. <laughs> Bill Miller won a batting title, batting ninth for the Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> three thirty something. I mean, I say uh, now,
1: I'm going to stat check myself real quick, but
0: well, it, well, it, it, the point stands though. Yeah, uh, it's boring. Like I, my favorite thing in uh, like offensive baseball is 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 watching like long innings that like hit after hit,
1: and and yeah. not. Yuri Gurriel led the American League, hitting three nineteen. Trey Turner led the National League, getting three twenty-eight. Juan Soto was third, the third best Major League hitter, batting wise, batting average wise, last year was Juan Soto hit three thirteen. Yeah, that's so low. Meanwhile, the year before twenty twenty, DJ LeMahieu hit three sixty-four. Juan Soto hit three fifty-one. Freeman hit three forty-one. You don't get to down to three thirteen until you're the thirteenth best hitter.
0: Hmm. <clears throat>
1: take it way back we'll, we'll just pick a I'm gonna pick a random where
0: do you where do I'm you stand uh, where do you stand on
1: because
0: uh, the other thing that has kind of ruined things I think is uh, and there's again no rule against it but good catch Dan almost you? Dan almost dropped his phone S- uh, surprising to
1: everyone listening there
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah usually I just picked a couple random years usually you don't get down to like 313 until you're in the teens yeah you know, the 11th hitter, the 12th hitter, that was the year Euclid hit 312, and Suzuki hit 310. But still, you had like Chipper Jones leading with 364, Albert Pujols 357, Manny Ramirez 332. You
0: know, boy, Manny fun? was fun to watch.
1: Pedroia hit 326 that year.
0: So was Pedroia.
1: That was a fun lead. That was a fun. That was a good fun year for teams. Yeah, <laughs> yep. like you said, Manny was fun to watch. Yep. Pedroia was an odd base machine.
0: Yeah, uh, but just the the the, the shifts and the, I am in favor. They're outlawing of, the shifts.
1: Did that? They're is that, that definitely going to be going into next year?
0: They are. Outlawing and is it the just as simply as simple as you got to have two people on either side? There it is. Uh, you know,
1: there will be people two inches to the right or left of. I don't care. Against, but still,
0: the having fucking your, your third baseman playing shallow right field—it's just yeah.
1: like. I mean, on. and part of me is also like. I blame a lot of it on the hitters, too. Sure. Because, like, the the shift on Rizzo, he lined into so many outs where the second baseman was in right field. Yeah. Like, mid, not like not even, like, on the grass, like, literally midway. Yeah. And the short stop was where the second baseman normally played, and the third baseman was, like, on the bag. Yeah. And Rizzo would line out to the, to the short right field, you know, every other year, single, single, every time. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't like that. But again, part of me is also like Jesus Christ Rizzo, bunt down the third baseline, four hit, four at bats in a row, go for four for four. Yeah. Get your four singles. Yeah. Maybe they'll fucking stop doing that, and you're going to end up batting like three fifty for the year. Yep. I get it. You're a power hitter, but, but. Y- y- you're you're bat- you're not on base as much as you should be because of this. Right. Figure out a way to beat it. We're paying you twelve million dollars a year or whatever to get on base.
0: And plus, out. <clears throat> you start doing that every once in a while, and the home runs will come easier.
1: Yeah,
0: because I, I don't know. It, it's it's frustrating because they and they'll the it's not just the shift when you because I, I get your point of uh, it's on the hitters too, but it's harder to be Tony Gwynn now when every pitch is one hundred and three miles an hour. Yeah, because. You can't just be kind of an artist with the bat up. You just don't have the fucking time. You got to rip. Yeah, you know, and you kind of almost. And I know we're ta- and we're talking about fractions of seconds here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it makes a difference. I think oh, yeah. it, I think it makes that more difficult. And it, it's it's not easy to bunt. And and also the the pitchers are also. I mean, they're working in tandem with their defense. Mm-hmm. They're pitching you into that shift, mm-hmm. so they're throwing it 103 on the inside corner at your knees. <clears throat> That's hard to go yeah. the other way with, you know? Yeah. If they miss, sure, but...
1: But that's the thing. If that... You don't even have to... With a lot of those... You don't even have to have a good bunt.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, it can be... Rizzo a...
1: actually did it this year. That's why I brought it up. It was it was like a pop-up bunt. was yeah. Like, it would have been a pop-up to the third baseman.
0: Yeah. Or even one of those, those fucking line drive bunts that would yeah. that just kind of plop into short left. Yeah, it was one of the left. worst
1: bunts I'd ever seen.
0: Yep. But if no one's there, no it doesn't matter. There. No <laughs> doesn't, there, so it makes no difference. Great,
1: he might have been able to go for, do- for a double if he had real, if he had been faster. He yeah. might have been able to get a double out of it because it just there was no one remotely close to it.
0: And then, <laughs> depending on where the throw ends up, could even get a triple because there ain't no There's no one standing over there. Yep. <laughs> uh so that's been twenty-seven minutes of sports talk. Uh so I didn't watch this much the the point being I didn't watch much this week. Um I saw you finished up something this morning that I had on a list. High life? Yeah.
1: Yes, cuz it's the start of May. So I've started my May 24. Ah. Oh, as well as my PT May.
0: Right. So
1: <clears throat> I'm double dutying it this year. Um But yeah. Um I could have actually had four options of what to watch today because fucking Robert Pattinson has been in four A24 films that I know of off the top of my head that I own.
0: So is Good Time an A24? Yes. And so what are the other two?
1: Um, The Rover, which is an Australian film.
0: Okay, that's why Guy Pearce. Okay.
1: And the Lighthouse. Oh yeah, yeah. And if I thought about, there's probably which also Willem Dafoe's been in a bunch of A24 films too. Hard to believe good actors end up in those movies. Yeah, um, I'm very anxious. I'm very excited for what this month is going to bring because it's a good combination of stuff I've seen and fucking loved, and stuff I've never seen but have heard nothing but good stuff about. Okay, and I can finally watch Eighth Grade because it's.
0: Oh, <laughs> Eighth Grade's a, really good. That's an A twenty four film. <laughs> yeah, Eighth Grade was really good. Eighth Grade, I think that's one of my few reviews on Letterboxd. Um, Eighth grade, I think, is the best in its genre, which the the coming of age high school. Well, it's eighth grade, but like, yeah, teen coming of age type movie. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's very funny.
1: Yeah, that's that'll be on that'll be on tap for this week. Uh, uh, and we're doing over on the Video Monsters podcast our our May twenty fourth draft.
0: Oh, week, this
1: Tuesday or our our what do we call it? the the popcorn punch out? <laughs> we're it's essentially a draft in a you know uh, tournament. So we're gonna find out which. Three or four films we end up watching. There's four. There's four weeks. Four, there's more, because there's, we record on Tuesdays, and there are five Tuesdays in this May, so we might actually get a fourth film into it.
0: So do you, um, and you're picking A24? Yeah, what
1: we do is we each will pick five A24 films, the three of us, and then the listeners over on our Discord pick another one, pick another five, and then they all go into what we call the Skull of Decisions, because it's a big Halloween skull. Right. It puts, like, the pokey Naturally. In, and we pull out two at a time, and <laughs> then we've got 16. And then those two, you know, battle out tournament style until the next round. Then we put them all back in, so it's all randomized every time. Yep. And then we vote on which one we think, because there's three of us, so we vote on which one we think should go forward. And then there's, like, a loser's bracket where one of them comes, a couple of them, can, the losers come back to try to battle it out for, like, the last, the third spot. But it's all going to be A24 films. And it's just, it's going to be interesting. It's just such a wide variety of fucking films. Yeah. Because you have like your Oscar dramas, you know, then you have stuff like Eighth Grade. Then you have stuff like fucking Hereditary. It's Lady Bird. Uh, Lady Bird was an A24. Uncut Gems was an A24. So, yeah. It's a a wide variety of films. It's going to be very fun to do. Um, and it is, oddly enough, they, I don't know, we did not plan this, but A24 just opened up like a fan subscription service. Oh, really? Like, like three days ago, where you just become like an, it's a triple A24 membership.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: where, I, I don't even know what, it, you get like a newsletter, and you'll get like promotional stuff for new films. As well as
0: you'll get the privilege of us sending you <laughs> yeah ads for stuff.
1: No, exactly, and then like I guess at certain points we'll get discounts on in store pur- on their store purchases, which yep. are cool because they put out these fucking script books, which are uh. amazing. I have the Hereditary, the Witch, and Ex Machina. I have the script books. They're fucking they're they're expensive. They're like sixty bucks each. But Jesus, they're fucking like oversized hardcovers with the script interviews, essays, storyboards, fucking pictures, all kinds of shit. They're gorgeous books. Um, and I just ordered the one for Under the Skin.
0: Which you <coughs> watched on the 24th.
1: Which I watched on the 24th, because that was the one, that was one of our, last month was Alien movies. And yep. That one is technically an Alien movie, but we also felt it made a nice bridge into May. So
0: What is Zathura?
1: Zathura? You never saw Zathura? No. It's Jumanji in space. It was directed by uh, John Favreau. It's the movie that got him Iron Man.
0: Mm, no, definitely not.
1: Has uh, John, young Josh Hutchinson in it? I uh, see that. Dax
0: Shepard. I saw Dax Shepard <clears throat> this morning.
1: And then um, Kristen Stewart was in it as well.
0: And Tim Robbins.
1: And Tim. it's a fun movie. It's a, I bet I bet like Colin would like it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll add it. It's what the hell is that? It's on mm. Mm-hmm. Is that where you watched it? I have no idea. <laughs> I have the DVD. It's I have no idea what Freebie even is. Freebie, it's, a, it's an Amazon channel. Interesting. Okay. It's mm. the first time I've seen that. Wow. Must uh, be I guess. All right, I'll put it in the watch list. Maybe yeah, it's we'll, a good, it's a fun movie. We'll watch uh, that one with the kids. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It, it? It's a very 80s feeling. Yeah? Like. Like it, uh, it Adam would, Project?
1: Yeah. I say without having seen Adam
0: Project. Well, I mean, like... It's got that,
1: you know, it's got that, like, Last Starfighter, Flight of the Navigator kind of vibe where it's like, sure, this can happen. Adam Project.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, the kids are the
1: one in charge taking, you know, taking control of their own destiny while the parents are away type thing.
0: Like like a... a, Yeah, there's always negligent parents in these movies. There has to be for the plot to work.
1: This one has divorced parents and the dad is called back into the office. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So the kids are left to their own devices. And of course the kids all hate each other. You know, the younger brother gets picked on the older sister hates them both. That type of thing.
0: Right. Right. Very, yeah. And then the Very, uh, home alone. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> look Every time I like think back, cause I, I watched, we watched home alone with the kids, I think maybe last Christmas, uh, not this most recent one. Um, and it would, would have been, it was the first time I had seen it in, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of... And that, that when you watch it as a parent, you're like, my God, these fucking parents are terrible. Yeah. And everyone in the mm-hmm. movie yeah. is terrible, including Kevin. Oh, yeah. He's terrible. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't know. You've probably seen the meme where, just remember, at any time, Kevin could have called the police. Right. Instead, he chose to torture these men. Yes. he's <laughs> a psychopath.
0: And then on the flip side of that, these guys who are... Yeah. Just smash and grab burglars are hell bent on murdering this <laughs> yeah. kid, who could have ripped off in the amount of time they've dedicated every, every house other on house the block. in the fucking neighborhood,
1: <laughs> and would have been fine. Would
0: have made. I mean. Again,
1: one look at that house, you know that dad has money.
0: Yes, like, that is not Well, a of course. House. That whole neighbor, you know, you you know what neighborhood you're in. Yeah. You know, they went there for a reason. And but
1: nope, they're gonna instead try to murder a
0: child. Yeah, that, that like they totally changed their worldview and their purpose for you know waking up in the morning has now become murdering this eight year old or whatever. Uh, it's just a really bizarre movie when you think about it that way. Yeah. And like you know, there's this is not an original thought. Um, like you said, there's jokes about it all over the place. The other one being, there's a couple of good videos out there where it's uh, like <laughs> scenes from Home Alone, but with horror movie music. Yeah. And it's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I saw, and I, I remember seeing another ad one time where it was like, it showed like what the actual injuries they would have sustained yes. would have looked like.
0: No, there was a, there's a uh, it was um, shit, because it was recent. Yeah. And it was a, uh, is it GQ? They had a, a, a surgeon uh, mm-hmm. or a yeah a, a doctor yeah. that went through and she went through all the different injuries what probably happened yeah. um, and like she was like by far like the the head trauma <laughs> like the multiple head traumas these guys wouldn't even be talking right now they'd oh, no. be. Just that
1: the, the one paint can thing
0: would have done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, th- that would have killed them both. Yeah. She said. She said. Minimum, you've got serious cervical spine damage.
1: Yeah.
0: And <laughs> just massive concussions. The hot, the hot irons to the yeah, face. Yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: No. Um, yeah, you, you, you would have been scarred for life. That would have melted yeah. all the skin on his face.
0: <laughs> oh, the the thing she said that would have done the most damage. She said was the very first thing when Joe Pesci slips down the steps and lands on his back. Yeah, she said he's done right there. Like he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't have moved for weeks, <laughs> let alone get up to get his ass kicked for another twelve <laughs> hours yeah. or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was GQ because they had a whole. They do a they do a lot of. Uh, if it's not GQ, it's another men's magazine where they bring in experts in a field like, um, which one did I watch recently? There's also a whole channel dedicated to this. They had a lawyer on there one time, um, going through like my cousin Vinny and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, like legal, legal scenes and movies. And they're just like, no, that would never, ever happen. The judge would have thrown, thrown him out before he even finished that sentence. All right. So you also, the other thing you watched this week that, I'm not, I have seen it, um, not since it came out, Um, I actually didn't, let me read your review Mm -hmm. real quick. Oh, good. Uh, City of Angels. Yeah. Which, when it was announced, I guess, or like when it was coming out, uh, the premise is cool. Yeah.
1: And it is based, I mean, it's a remake of a brilliant movie.
0: I didn't know that. Yes,
1: uh, Wim Vender's Wings of Desire, a German expressionist film. Okay. So a lot of the angels looking over a city and things, are it's actually beautiful. Yeah. Because, again, they didn't put Nick Cage three inches away from Meg Ryan's face as she's doing something, because you're like, and that's one of my, my main problems. This could have been a great film. Yeah. It's one of Meg Ryan's last, like, performances that were like, oh, hey, she still looks like Meg Ryan. Yeah. And she, she's good. Yeah. Um, I can buy Nick Nick Cage as an as an angel as an ethereal being because he's odd looking. He's got very expressive eyes. Right. Um, and just him lurking in a corner, you know, you notice. This isn't going to be like you know, Haunting of Hill House, where there's 14 ghosts in the background that you don't notice. Yeah. You're noticing Nick Cage standing 12 feet away, type of thing. Right. Um, the director instead chose to put him right in front of people constantly, and it's like. That takes it away from a, a watch. He's observing humanity. Isn't that interesting? To this dude is like looking to see what she ate for breakfast. Yes. Yes. It's off-putting. Yes. And that happened a lot in this film.
0: I think uh, I don't remember my my uh, breaking it down or anything. Mm-hmm. But what you're describing now, because I haven't seen it probably since 1997,
1: eight, eight,
0: 1998. <clears throat> Because I think I went to it with yeah, whoever This at was the time. This was
1: a film at the video store. It was one of the titles that we got through track. Yeah. Because it was a Warner Brothers title. Which meant we got like 100 copies. Yeah. So we could guarantee it in stock. Yeah. You know, because that fucking killed all video stores. Um, but because it was Rentrack, we couldn't sell them previously viewed. Because what we would do is if we had a film where it was like 100 copies, and after a month, we 12 are renting out. We're selling off like fifty of them right. immediately right. for like ten bucks, and we'd sell them. Rent track titles. You could not do that. You are contractually obligated to keep it on your shelf for pretty much a year, like a full year.
0: That doesn't seem like it makes sense. Uh, right? It doesn't. But again, who has that kind of who has that kind of shelf space to dedicate to? Nobody. To nobody. So that meant
1: for <laughs> titles like this, Practical Magic. There were a few others. I had to, every week when a new release came out, move a hundred copies of a film that was not in, that was in stock. So it was often, there would be like one box every, like three box per shelf. The rest of them just filled, like double stacked. Yeah. Because it was like, and eventually we just started, we weren't supposed to because it was supposed to be, I just started putting them out back.
0: Like, yeah.
1: If we start to get low, I'll go back and grab the eighty copies off the shelf. But yeah. I'm fucking sick of moving a hundred copies of this every goddamn week.
0: Because really, you're doing you're kind of doing the the movie a favor. Because if someone comes into the into the into your uh, movie store mm-hmm. once a week and every week they see still got a hundred copies of City of Angels sitting <laughs> there,
1: I don't need to watch it. You know. And for the people who loved it, who wanted to buy it... Oh, yeah, sure. By the time it came out for sale, they had moved on. Yeah. It was... Because...
0: T- you missed your With certain shot. titles,
1: if we had, like, say, say 20 titles or something on... And then we put two of them on sale... Yeah. Those were gone. Yeah. Because we had people who checked every week. Yeah. I I really want to fucking buy that movie once it's going previously viewed.
0: Yeah. And... I you was know. that guy at the movie whatever in Farmington <laughs> yeah. for a couple of years like I went I, every I was Friday that,
1: I was that guy in the store Yeah. who the second something went previously viewed we had to put it on the shelf wait for a day and if it didn't sell that day you I, could, I fucking you purchased it, it. Um, which is awesome because they usually went previously viewed on like Wednesdays when no one was looking at new stuff to buy um, but yeah so and eventually we would get we would put them all we would put they'd like say oh you can put out six for previously viewed yeah and it'd be like
0: <laughs>
1: and but they'd be previously viewed at like fourteen ninety
0: nine. Yeah, because it wasn't. Like, they weren't five bucks right away.
1: No, it's like seven ninety nine was like a magic price point. Yeah, especially because we always did like the two. Buy it's funny because it still is. Buy two, get a third free. So it's like you know you're spending less than twenty bucks. You're getting three movies. People were right. fucking stoked. Right. No one was buying previously viewed. The only time people were ever buying previously viewed at fourteen ninety nine was if you had three three fourteen ninety nine titles you wanted, and it was buy two get a third free.
0: Yeah, because e- even never... at that, even at that time, new was still twenty bucks, right? Yeah,
1: new was still twenty bucks.
0: I'm just buying the new one then.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's almost like you should have been the CEO of Movie Gallery instead of the Joker's who were actually fucking running it.
0: I probably who, who? probably should have, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, because the Joker's who were running the fucking company into the ground. Never saw it that way. Because, again, we always made the argument, making a movie guaranteed to rent was stupid. Yeah. Because, yay. Yeah. It was... The, if everyone got to see it, guess what? After the first week, no one watched it anymore.
0: Right. <laughs> like, you only have your your... Especially if you're in a place like Bangor, <clears throat> where...
1: It was mostly Look. movie galleries and one Blockbuster.
0: Yeah, and like... And we yeah. were
1: competing with them, and I'm like, there are three movie galleries in this town, one Blockbuster. Yeah. We don't fucking need to compete with them.
0: Yeah. No one is Not
1: many people always want to drive over to the fucking mall side of the town. Right. At that time when the mall was busy. Yeah. <laughs> but yet, they'd do it, and it was stupid. I
0: used to love to go to Blockbuster. I did too, but uh, again... It... That's where I bought my first PS3, was the Blockbuster uh, Spider-Man 2... I think it's the blockbuster because the yeah. sp- the Spider-Man two Blu-ray came with it. <laughs> yeah, I bought it at the Blockbuster in in Bangor. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what did I, oh, City of Angels. Yeah. So anyway, uh, back to City of Angels. Yeah, I just remember thinking like this: this should be better than this. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nothing's really happening. No, it, does it, anything really happen?
1: Not until like the last, the end.
0: Yeah. I mean, because you, 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 you know, you get a lot of stalking, a lot of stalking
1: and a lot of questioning, like, what's it like to
0: really be
1: human? What does it mean? Uh, When, you know, the main other angels, Andre Brower, that's always a good sign.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You know what?
0: Yeah. Doing an early version of Holt. That would have been great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It asks some good, the film asks some good questions and there are some scenes that are well done, but you could tell the uh, Brad Sieberling or whatever his name is did not go on to a long directorial career yeah. or at least an accomplished one at that because he was handed a film that should have been way much better and made it very middling and most people only remember it for the and oh, the, soundtrack. the soundtrack also all the fun- songs are so fucking on, on point yeah it's like come on
0: yeah practically singing the lines they're
1: practically singing the lines you know there's Uninvited <laughs> Invited by Alanis Morissette there's good you. song good song there's the fucking Goo goo-doo, Goo Dolls song Iris, Iris which Again, another reason that made me hate this movie for a while was just playing five times of a loop tape every month. Yeah. Um, and the, there's a couple other songs, but it's a good soundtrack. Yeah. But, again, when you're watching the movie, it's like, please stop describing what's happening on the screen. <laughs> I, I, I don't need that. You know, I get it. Warner Brothers, especially at that time, was making very... They were popular movies. Yes. But they weren't really pushing themselves a lot.
0: And when they did, they <laughs> accidentally
1: made The Matrix it's kind
0: of, gonna <laughs> <laughs> accidentally they tripped over the something and made the matrix yeah. and it's sad that movie doesn't really exist anymore no those that that I don't even want to call it a genre that that level of movie doesn't exist anymore
1: yeah. where it's like a 50 to 60 million dollar budget it's not an action film it's not a comedy it's
0: just it's not an Oscar bait drama but people are gonna go to people it people
1: are gonna go to it um, it's you know star driven
0: right yeah yeah, yeah. um much like this is actually very weirdly a great segue into, uh, a movie I rewatched this week that, uh, I first watched when it came out. You and I both watched, um, Nice Guys. hmm
1: Fucking
0: Nice Guys. That, that type of movie doesn't, Exists. This is 2016, Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm. But I'm still. I'm going to talk about it as if it's a recent movie because it's. It's in the recent. If it's in the last ten years, it's recent. Yeah.
1: And still criminally underseen. So that
0: movie is awesome. Yes. Awesome. Um, It's my. It is my favorite. It might be my favorite of both of them. Both of the lead actors, Gosling and Russell Crowe. I can. Yeah. That's a good argument to make. It's definitely my favorite. Gosling. He is hilarious. Actually talks. He is hilarious. And you know what? When they let the fucking guy talk, he is hilarious. He
1: can do more than brood, directors. He can do more than brood.
0: <laughs> the the, the arm-breaking scene is like gold. Yep. And and, t- and that and when he falls down the hill. Yep. He is a great comedic actor. Mm-hmm. And this is another kind of movie that isn't... It's, the, the, it's a buddy noir. Uh, it's kind of half lethal weapon and half... Philip Marlowe, I guess. Uh, I want more of them. And 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 it's set up to be a sequel, but it's been six years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. Do you know? Is there any...
1: I've heard nothing. It sucks. I mean, I'm sure it's tough because, I mean, Shane Black is still making movies. Russell Crowe does not make nearly as much as he used to. Um, I don't know how much of a pleasure he was to work on this film, but he's got the...
0: He appears... A reputation
1: of not being a fun guy to work with. He appears
0: to be having a blast, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know how you can just tell when the yeah. actors are not into it? And that's
1: the thing, too. It's like, yeah, I'm sure... Because you always hear about the actors that get cranky on sets. It's like, what if they're just not fucking enjoying themselves and yeah. they have to be there every day? Just
0: like, are, you're cranky at work sometimes. You know? Oh, yeah. Everyone is. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so... And me being cranky <laughs> at work isn't going to be projected to a couple million people. Right.
0: <laughs> and people aren't going to talk about it for the next decade. Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess, I guess you're lucky if people talk about it for a decade, but he, he looks like he's having a blast in this movie. Uh, Speaking of which we had, well, not speaking of that, but um, we talked, uh, I don't think it was during the podcast about, uh, or maybe it was that uh, I was going to make a letterbox list. What
1: Fucking Shane Black is actually making a Parker uh, movie. Uh, the old uh, Donald Westlake slash uh, Richard Stark Parker. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Robert Downey Jr. as Parker. Interesting, huh? Yeah, it's currently listed in pre-production. Or no, it's listed as in production. So it's on. That that might be on. Uh, who's is? Is he also directing it? Yeah, called "Play Dirty." I'm excited for that.
0: Mm. So we might not. Do we have a a a year? No. Typically, those ones. uh, I'm guessing it's not going to have. I mean, you
1: only and you only have Downey Jr. as the only cast member right now listed.
0: So okay, so we might be a ways out. But either 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 way, movies like that are not uh, do not take long to make because they don't have nine months of CG um, tacked on to the end. So usually those come together pretty quickly. It's editing that takes forever.
1: I would have, and I would have never picked Downey Junior. as that particular. Cause, I mean, that's that's something more for along the lines of you know Russell Crowe. Mm. But that's exciting.
0: But still, uh, get on to the to the nice guys sequel.
1: Yeah, yeah. ASA. Let that be next, please.
0: Um, so I we might have talked about it. Uh, but I was making the the letterbox list of Philip Marlowe adaptations that include a future expendable star that appear in one scene, take their clothes off, and don't speak, mm-hmm. which includes exactly two movies. <clears throat> if you're part of um, uh, movie and specifically letterbox Twitter, uh, there are a lot of these. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a running joke. Uh, the one I was able to make off Nice Guys is a two-movie list that is movies where an underage Angori Rice is the most mature person at a party for adults. <laughs> and it's the nice guys in these final hours. In these final hours, she's like 11 and she's at like this drug-fueled uh, end-of-the-world, <laughs> literal end-of-the-world party and she's the only responsible person there. Uh, and then in the nice guys, she is at a drug-fueled stripper porn party uh, and is the only responsible adult there. Um, but she's by that time a wise, like, I don't know, 14 or so. But anyway, if you have not, like Dan said, uh, criminally underseen, underrated, uh, if you uh, are within the sound of our voices, it's about as high a recommendation as I can give um, for anyone. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of the movies that we talk about, like, not everyone, they're not, we might say that they're great movies, but like, Robin's not going to watch Apocalypse Now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have just reminded me that it's P.T. May, so I've been say I've been holding off on uh, my... First ever rewatch of There Will Be Blood. I'm very excited. I've been excited about it for like four yeah. months now. I'm I haven't seen for it. that
1: in the master because Andrea's never seen the master. who I so can finally slam. finish the I master. Like,
0: oh. <laughs> Gauge where she's at with being able to watch Walking Phoenix's character because that's why I had to stop. I'll I'll watch it now. But God, what a dirtbag or yeah. just I, I don't even know. I don't even know what, what's the description. What's a good descriptor? Because it's not really dirtbag. It's just like it's tough because he.
1: I, you could just say "damaged man,"
0: and that's going to cover. That's all not of enough. Off, <laughs> I know. It's not enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm. <coughs> I'm particularly excited to rewatch *There Will Be Blood*. This happens a lot more now because I'm watching more movies than I've ever watched in my life, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like one right after another. So, like, you could ask me about something I watched last year. And I'll be able to tell you more about There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. than something I watched last year. And I last watched There Will Be Blood in 2007. Yeah. I have seen it one time. Yeah.
1: The days of me watching like a new movie that I just got a couple times in a week,
0: gone. That, is that it? Do you think that's it?
1: Yeah. Because yeah, if like, I remember when I finally got Apocalypse Now on VHS, yeah. I watched that film for like a fucking month. It, You know, that was my go to bed movie. I watched it all the fucking time. You know, I didn't have cable, but, I didn't have a new TV series to start watching. I had that movie to watch.
0: You're definitely on to something. Uh, but I will say, in the case of There Will Be Blood, I saw it once. Yeah. Um, it's fucking memorable, though, man. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> is uh, Like, when you when you think back of something that you, that you watched once 15 years ago, and like the, one of the first thing that comes to your head is, well, the first thing is just grimy. Mm-hmm. The second thing is the score
1: fucking Greenwood. Which is nailed that.
0: Name another movie that you think that way about. That that's like the first oh you remember the score in that movie?
1: Last of the Mohicans for some reason is one that I think like that. But that's also a fucking Michael Mann film with Daniel Day Lewis.
0: So who did the score for that? Jesus,
1: I should probably know. Since I use that as my example. Kinda not Horner, but fucking
0: How would you describe it as is it
1: very orchestral and epic. You know, I I was gonna that say is not I was going how to, and there would
0: be blood in there. I was there going will to will say sweeping. Oh no, it yeah. is not. <laughs> there will be blood is like an assault on the ears. But yeah, I'm super excited to 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 do that rewatch this month. Um
1: Composer.
0: What do we got? Really Dan- Randy Edelman? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so I shouldn't know who that is, good. <clears throat> but man.
1: Made a great fucking score for that film
0: I actually uh, I, because I was I was going to do a and little all,
1: also known for six days seven nights uh, Anaconda and Triple X Jesus so he got fucking he, he, he po- with...
0: alright we're back Dan just told me a secret yeah that um, you so... will all
1: have to wait until probably the end of July to know
0: yeah you just gave away half the secret
1: not
0: really. <laughs> a gave lot of stuff can
1: happen between now and fucking July.
0: You gave away the when, uh, just mm-hmm. not the who and the what, or, or, or the where. where. Okay, so you it's gave away twenty five percent of a the lot secret. Of shit. It could be <clears throat> That's right. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, the Dollars trilogy. So not related in any way. Um, few dollars more, and better than uh, other Eastwood. Even if it's good Eastwood. Um, I watched Hang 'Em High. Mm-hmm. I think it's between the score and, because the score is a big part of the, why the Dollar Trilogy is great, and, and very yeah, unique. Marconi? And, yes. Enrico Marconi. Yes. yes.
1: So much that like Quentin Tarantino used part of it for another film. Yeah. Ended up getting him an Oscar for
0: it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's also, what happens a lot in the Dollar Trilogy is... It's, It's hard to is you'll get these big grand, um, cinematic views and then super tight Mm -hmm. headshots. Like you get, there's like I'd like to sew together all the shots that you get of Eastwood, Mm -hmm. like where his head is 90% of the frame chewing on a cigar or whatever they're, they're rolling back then. Um, (laughs) they're swisher sweets. Yeah. Whatever those are. Um, Between the Marlowe movies and the, uh, cause in the Eastwood movies, he's, he's in all of them. He's smoking all the time. Like it's, it's weird now to look back cause now like you rarely see smoking in movies. Uh, it's, it's noticeable now. You're like, holy fuck. These people smoke a lot. They smoke constantly. (laughs) My God, how can you talk? Uh, that's been an interesting, and also, and just like Philip Marlowe, uh, Clint could strike a match off fucking anything. Yep. You know, he could strike a match off a soggy biscuit,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Off a wet burrow.
0: Yep. Uh, but man, th- those those movies are really, really good. Uh, I gave Fistful a four, a few dollars more, four and a half. Wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if uh, uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly is a five, because it's like, it's generally considered the best of the three, and I, like I said, I think I feel like I remember liking um, a few dollars more. More, um, hang 'em high is fine, mm-hmm. but it's just hang 'em high feels closer to bonanza. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I mean, it's not, but it feels it feels closer to a a TV western mm-hmm. than it does to the Leone ones. Yeah. I'll put it that way. If that's they're not as cinematic, anymore. yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, but still fine. Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to I think my next my next viewing is going to be. I won't get to Good the Bad and the Ugly for at least two more mm-hmm. because next in the rotation would be a non Leone Clint, which I think I'm going to do. Uh, High Plains Drifter, and then I'll watch Sanjuro, is that what it's called? Um, Another Samurai one. And then I'll get to Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and then I'll do um, Outlaw Josie Wales, and then I'll do, I think I'm going to try to close it out with uh, Seven Samurai. It'll take me like three days. You got,
1: of, you got a lot of lengthy films. It
0: is long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the long. I, I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize how long Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is. That's long. That's yeah. almost three hours. Um, I think Samurai sem- <laughs> is like 207? Is no, that, it's long, no, No, I'm saying 207 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's is like, that, it's not, is, is not that right? two hours and
1: seven minutes, man. I mean, two, two hours and seven it's, No, yeah, it's like 207. I, I it's, think, if that's not right, it's pretty fucking close.
0: Yeah, two hundred and seven minutes. So yeah. that is three hours and almost three hours and forty minutes.
1: Yeah, it's a
0: long. It's going to take me a week. I'm gonna if I watch it an hour at a time, it'll take me four days.
1: You're just watching this new samurai show.
0: <laughs> yeah, bring that's up how. It, yeah, it that's it how. You kinda, four parts, man. That's you how to. How, that's how you should consider it. I did see a review on. Oh, what was it? It was something I watched recently that someone said it was a, one of the longer ones that I watched recently. One of the letterbox reviews was. This movie should be viewed in yeah. one-hour chunks. Mm-hmm. It is. It's almost a shame to try to take it in all at once because you need like to sleep on it mm-hmm. and then come back and watch another hour and yep. come back. Uh, so now I feel validated. See, maybe maybe uh, Tarantino was onto something when he broke the hateful eight up into four parts for Netflix. Y- you know, y- no kidding. Yeah, you're, I, 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 yes, <laughs> I agree. Uh,
1: I still have to watch that cut.
0: <laughs> and a couple of these had. Does Apocalypse Now have an actual intermission in it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I've, sure. I've seen it, I've seen more like legit intermissions this year <laughs> than I have in the yeah, past. However, old movies
1: had to fucking do that.
0: Yeah, and it, and it also it goes right along with the fact that uh, I'm watching a lot of older movies. It's Funny how movies finally. don't do that anymore.
1: Because like something like fucking Infinity War.
0: Yeah. Or could have yeah, used ten minutes in the middle. You
1: could have had a break. Yeah. You know. Because yeah, if you. Especially with like fucking Endgame, you you leave for ten minutes to go to the bathroom and grab some food, you've missed a yeah. lot of shit. Yeah. Uh Because <clears throat> I remember the second time I had to, I watched it. I had to, I had to keep leaving because Andrea was running out of tissues because <laughs> she was fucking crying so much <laughs> during it. So I didn't want her to miss anything. So I had to keep going out to grab more fucking you know napkins. For yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, I wasn't even to the point where like I, she was like crying at the fucking Scarlet Witch scene.
0: Yeah. And I'm like.
1: I got to go get you more napkins. And she was like, oh God, why? (laughs) I'm like, "Like, I can't tell you.
0: Uh, Yeah. And I I guess the other side of that coin is like, um, you've already, you're already asking people to sit for three hours. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to make it three hours and 10 minutes? And I think, yes, yes. I think yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, But whatever. Yeah. That, that had one. I, uh, Godfather part two has Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't know if I blanked. I, maybe it's where the, I flipped the tape and there was no actual intermission in the VHS version. Yeah. I don't know. I don't believe there was a
1: VHS version. Because, yeah, I think you're right. I think they put it... Because they did the same with uh, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet.
0: I didn't know. Which was also about four hours long. They I had broke, no idea there they was they an intermission. They broke the double
1: cassette up where there would have been, like, the, the act break.
0: That's interesting. Because because I, I said last week, when or the week before, whenever I watched Godfather Part 2, that it was the first time I had seen Part 2 in years. Because yeah. I, I just don't re-watch that one. Whenever I want to watch one, I watch the first one. Um... <sighs>
1: there's a lost art right there that we don't think about anymore because there was was like Braveheart. There were so many movies Mm. that were double cassette. Yeah. And you know there was someone who was like, it was probably the director in a lot of instances, but maybe not, who had to decide where to break the film up thematically. Yeah. Because that is a chance for you to A, lose your viewer. Right. Because you're getting up and you're having to change the cassette. Something could happen. Oh, You got to take your dog out. Yeah. You, You never know. So it's like, Having to pick that perfect spot because it, it was never directly in the middle of the film.
0: No. So because you, you mm. I mean, you've got you got some wiggle. Unless your movie is six hours long, you've got some wiggle room. You know, you mm. could have two hours on one side mm. and forty five minutes on the other, yeah. or on the other tape. Um, but like you said, if you pick the right spot to mm. to take that break, then
1: that would be an interesting thing. Films that broke up their two tape film mm. in the wrong spot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Because I remember, I used the
1: <laughs> ham- I like, used the Hamlet thing
0: as Sonny's pulling up to the yeah, toll I, booth. I used the
1: Hamlet thing to get, win an argument with my college Shakespeare professor. Because ah. my point was the film's turning point was the "From now, from from this moment forth, my thoughts be bloody" mm-hmm. speech. And he was like, "No, no, no, no," and I'm like, "No, that is the turning point of the film." Guess where Branagh put the intervention? <laughs> right there, immediately after that scene. I'm like, "Fucking." Hold you. Because <laughs> you're a college professor. I'm still going to say Branagh knows more about Shakespeare than you do. <laughs> and this is where he chose to break the film because that was the turning point. And he was like, don't agree, but I'll still
0: give you the argument. <laughs> Not where it, uh, speaking of The Godfather, that's where The Godfather turns also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pretty much that line mm-hmm. uh, played out in a restaurant only, yeah. except. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, how did we get there? How did that, that happen? I don't know. Oh, how? Oh, the, the fact that I've seen a lot of intermissions in movies yeah. lately. Because um, not only I've been... Because uh, since I started Letterboxd, I, and I went through this the other day, you will be uh, embarrassed. Uh, for me, not for yourself. <laughs> uh, I was like, well, Dan's over there like, what the fuck have I got to be embarrassed about? Um, how... Uh, 'cause i I've said many times that I kind of I, I i went back to the only things that are on my letterbox are things that I've watched since I started my letterbox mm-hmm. account my and I've talked before about how I'm trying to improve my my mm-hmm. the the backlog stuff it was pretty bad it was so unbalanced, not even just uh lacking in sixties you know, seventies and eighties movies but like lacking in early 2000s <laughs> movies like of the uh, how do I get to my rating? My the spread of Jesus Christ I'm struggling here. Um, just the the overwhelming majority was all two thousand tens and two thousand twenties. I mean, we're three years into the twenty twenties, and it's already my second most watched decade. After you know the 2010s. So going back. How do I even get there? Oh, I gotta go to all time, don't I? Yeah. That's what I gotta do. Where you can flip through your decades. How do I do it? How do I do this? I'm not sure, this is riveting to listen to. <laughs> um, I don't fucking know. I'll get there later. Point being. Uh, the overwhelming majority of uh, my six, 50s, 60s, 70s, and even 80s views have been this year, Yeah. Uh, which is kind of sad and kind of cool at the same time. So that also, uh, and I'm and I'm plus going along with my thing of trying to watch really good movies this movie this year. So now you you're matching up. I'm watching older movies mm-hmm. with good movies. Good movies tend to be longer, <clears throat> so I've seen like four intermissions this year. And the, li- the only other one I can even think of recently is Hamilton, and that was a fucking stage play. Yeah. So uh, they need to bring back the intermission, is my point. Yeah. Uh, at, at the very least, and I think that it goes, it's goes it gone away partly, especially for home viewing, because like, you can just pause it. It's not like it's playing on HBO, <laughs> and you've got to like yeah. jump up and run and take a piss and be back, because HBO's not going to pause it.
1: And then you have to look forward and then you have to look in your HBO guide to see when it's playing again so you can miss <laughs> right. that so you can catch that 10 minutes Right. I,
0: I need to be here at 4:27. And you had
1: to do the math, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, to catch the middle of it. Yeah, remember the days of seeing a movie a dozen times but you've never seen the first 5 minutes yep. or the first 10 minutes. Yep. Like and then when you do or, it's or like or you've
1: never seen it in one whole sitting. Oh yeah, because yeah. you've seen yeah, you've seen the chunks of it here and there.
0: Yeah. But I, it was always a weird thing to like holy shit. I've never seen this before. This, this was, was why everything <laughs>
1: happened. Okay. <laughs> I missed that whole thing. So they killed yeah. John Wick's dog. Yeah, that's been, why he was mad. Yeah, it would have been like that not catching yeah. that scene. Exactly. And then like wondering why he was
0: so pissed off for <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, those, those days are long gone. But it would be nice, going back to your point, if the movie tells you, hey, if you're going to stop right now is a good time. Yeah. Uh, because look, I th- well, I pointed out because it was such an anomaly. I pointed out earlier this year when Robin and I watched uh um uh, holy shit clooney Cohen's oh songs oh, yes, Oprah. So, yeah, you know that one with the super common name that slips your mind, yeah, we watched oh brother out there in one sitting yeah. without even pausing. Hmm. That is fucking never happens yeah. i mean we she hasn't watched the Batman yet. And I said this. We had this conversation last night. We've we've had this conversation several times, because I said, "Do you want to watch the Batman at some point?" She said, "Yes, but she said, we got to start it really early because it's really long." I said, "Robin, there's no way in hell yeah. we're gonna watch it in one sitting." I have I, but I, you know, she said that I have that same problem because I'll be like at like ten o'clock at night. Oh, I don't want to start that. It's too long. You're not gonna watch the whole thing anyway even if it was 90
1: minutes. I I do it all the time. There are films where I'm like like we're going to we're going to bed and I'm like okay, I could probably I might be able to finish it. I might not. And then I like if it's 90 minutes I'm like yeah, I'll be able to finish this tonight. If it's like you know, 1 hour and 50 minutes, I'm like no. No. Yeah, yeah. It. It's only 20 minutes. But I'm like no, not going to
0: be able to finish yeah. that.
1: Cuz there's a difference if you go to like hit to see where you are in the film. Yeah, And you're like halfway done at the 45 minute mark. Yeah, Or if you're like, oh, I still have another hour and 10 minutes to go. Yes, yeah, for some stop, reason. That, I'm going to stop this now.
0: Yeah, for some reason that time in your head is just, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, Because I did it with, I, I surprised myself when I watched, uh, for a few dollars more, because I watched it uh, in two sittings post 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I started at 11 o'clock on one night, because I, I was going to turn it into a three day thing. Uh, because it's not super long but it's over two hours yeah it's two hours and 12 minutes so I was thinking like three 40 minute chunks yeah. I watched it in two sittings I was like, holy shit yeah. and the second one was like an hour and 10 minutes because I stopped yeah. right at the one hour mark M- meanwhile we're the same guys who were like when we were 22
1: we're like oh Braveheart's on at midnight yeah. Like, yeah I'll finish <laughs> this tonight <laughs> yeah
0: I got time to stay awake until the disemboweling <laughs> you know I don't, want, I don't want to miss that yeah oh <laughs> yeah, Braveheart was another classic. Uh, did you already mention that for another double? That was the yeah. double. Yeah. Um, see, that, that would be a fun experiment. I bet there's a Letterbox List. Like I movies, bet there too movies two. that
1: were two VHS cassettes.
0: I bet there is two. Because
1: um, <laughs> let me tell you, I remember like when Meet Joe Black came out. When people returned that movie, many a times. That second cassette hadn't moved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I liked Meet Joe Black.
1: I do too. I did too. But it's a long. That was like a three-hour-long film. Oh yeah. And yeah, we would get like the double cassettes back where the first. A lot one, of talking. Where the first one wasn't rewound or yeah. maybe o- almost finished. It was like two-thirds could, of the way. And you could tell that second cassette, had, it was like still that nice tight reel. <laughs> like no one, they didn't bother putting it even in.
0: <laughs> you, you, you start putting a little piece of dental floss over the little <laughs> gate thing to see if it even fucking moved. Um, I liked Meet Joe Black. It was very talky. Yeah. Uh, and also, and not just uh, not just talky, but a lot of talking in like, Warmly lit, comfortable-looking rooms yep. that would just like you'd start to nod, yeah. up. and you'd be like, "Look at how beautiful these people are," <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, yep. but I, I actually I like that movie actually, because once again, that, see along that has that is a good premise for the same reason that City of Angels is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you think coming in today (laughs) that you, actually, you probably would have been had the idea because you watched City of Angels, but I just looked at your diary (laughs) like an hour ago, and (laughs) if you had told me this morning that I was going to be talking, comparing Meet Joe Black and City of Angels.
1: Yep. And coming to them from completely different topics.
0: Yes. (laughs) Fun. See the, the hijinks we get up to?
1: Yeah.
0: Um... I'm also glad you mentioned going back to something you mentioned a while ago about how we don't rewatch movies as much mm-hmm. anymore. Like like bang, 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 like several times in a row. Um, I actually was thinking about that with the Batman. I was thinking about that because um, I was kind of thinking I I don't remember everything. It was only like mm-hmm. two months ago. Yeah. I. And I, there's a lot of movies that I, that I know I love. Even, like, it's been, a, a, it's been about a year since I watched The Host. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't remember everything. And that, that kind of bothers me. Yep. And so I was... And I, it's been bothering me for months. It's part of the reason that I'm, that I'm happy to yeah. be in the 50 to 60 range with my, yeah. uh, with my rewatches and, and uh, first watches. <laughs> Whereas last year, we were trying to stay over 70. Yep. Right now, I'm at, like, 58, and I'm fine with yeah. that. I'm at seventy two,
1: but I've I've ma- I've had to do like conscious effort. Like that's why I've checked off so many of the Nick Cage films I've
0: yeah. never seen, and
1: A twenty four, a lot of the films I haven't seen. Mads Mikkelsen, many of them. oh yeah, that was like ninety yeah. percent shit I hadn't seen.
0: I mean, a lot of that stuff you wouldn't <clears throat> even have heard of. Yeah, because why would you? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, most of uh, them I have.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, much the same. You know, it's the same thing going into not so much this, the 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 main seventies movies, but like I. I didn't even know the Elliot Gould movie existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I mean, it was a big deal of time, and it's obviously very popular. People love it. I fucking couldn't have told you it even <laughs> existed. If you had said, was Elliot Gould, I mean, uh, this would be a very specific question. <laughs> you know, the random things you get asked. Yeah. If somebody just walked up to you and said, hey, did you know Elliot Gould made a, a Philip Marlowe adaptation set in the 70s? I'd be like, no, no I fucking didn't. You weren't like, oh, the Robert Alvin film. <laughs> <laughs> the one where he strikes matches off everything. That one? Yeah. Uh, the one where the only scene he's not smoking is when he walks into the fucking ocean? Um, or, oh yeah, the one with the cop from, holy shit, now we've talked about, uh, uh shit, what's the guy's name, what's the actor's name that Michael shoots in the head? Uh, what's McCluskey's name?
1: Oh, fuck, I'm thinking of was Preston Sturges, and that is not right.
0: Uh, he was Itch. also, he was also in the, in yeah. the, uh, the killing. Sterling Hayden. Sterling Hayden, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I knew there was an H in there. Yeah. <laughs> H. H, H. Uh, two Sterling Hayden movies this year for me. Uh, but but it's kind of the same thing as like the the, the Mads Mickelson ones. It's I mean they can be very there's thousands of movies, Dan. Yeah. Uh, you know, they could be very fine films. And it, it's fun doing that. It's also what made the, the Korean thing fun. Like I had not heard of fucking any of those movies. I know. That's um, why I'm doing the
1: sequel this year for June.
0: i yeah. June in the park too. Are you taking recommendations?
1: Oh, of course I will be. Uh, you'll be I'm recommending ex-
0: heavily. I'm excited <laughs> for that. Because <laughs> ex- that was another reason uh, that I want to really... Because my my plan for, for June in the Park is to... All the ones that I recommend to you, mm-hmm. I'm going to re-watch. Okay. Because I know, for example, that I... Well, actually, I shouldn't say it. I do remember a lot of that one of my favorites that wasn't, like, an obvious, you know, bong movie or a park movie um, was New World, and that's the one I'm probably most excited for you to watch. I remember a lot of that one, but, like, something like uh, Man from Nowhere, probably my second favorite that wasn't, like, the elite stuff. Uh, I don't remember, like, a ton of that. I remember the... Some of the like the opening scenes and some of the action sequences, but just not. I want. I really want to rewatch it because I. I
1: mm. And I just remember too. They just. I just remember reading news about the new Park Chan Wook film.
0: Yes, uh, um, I sent you the. I sent you a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fucking excited for that. Oh yeah. Um, not that we'll probably get it before then.
0: I know that's what sucks about the the. Korean new releases is that they're, like, nine months out for us yeah. before we're even able to purchase them. Yeah,
1: even when it's, like, a guy like him. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Although, I,
0: got, I think maybe maybe with him, because his stuff is on, um, is uh, distributed by, like, you can get the Blu-ray in America. <laughs> like, you can, you can buy yes. Thirst, Dec- for example. to leave. There was a couple. A uh, detective
1: investigating a man's death in the mountains meet, it meets the dead man's mysterious wife in the course of his dogged sleuthing. I just love <laughs> that.
0: His dogged sleuthing. It, and the, the poster's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, that is a great
0: poster. Poster's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the actors and who's in it? Uh, Go Kian Po,
1: Park oh, Hai Tang Wei.
0: I'm
1: not. Oh, she was in Lust Caution. I've
0: actually seen Lust Caution. Uh, the That's an old Anglic film. Park Ill was in uh, he was the uh, He was in Memories of Murder, he was in the Host, he was in War of Arrows, he was in The Fortress. So I've actually mm-hmm. seen several of his movies. He was, who was he in Memories? It's hard to tell because yeah. he's 20 two years older now and it's hard to tell what it what, But I don't know. Uh, so I'm really excited about uh, getting to do that, revisit a lot of those. Oh, Hunt is another one that I have uh, added. It's got um, the guy from Squid Game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, uh, uh, did you watch... You didn't watch Steel Rain. You watched... Uh, Shit, the one with the two spies, the Song Kang-ho one. It wasn't very good. Fuck. It was the worst one that I watched last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: I'm trying, I can't remember the title. It was I a very generic title.
0: Yeah, I can't think of what it was. I, can't remember um, I thought maybe he was in that, but because there were two two movies that were kind of like that that I watched, but he was in another one. Um, he was in Good Bad we- He was the good in Good to Bad yeah. the Weird, so it's him and the Squid Games guy that are in this movie Hunt uh, that we'll probably get to see in like a fucking year. But it's being, it's directed by by Lee Jong-jae, the, the Squid Game guy. It's his directorial debut, so we'll see if he's an Affleck. The other one I wanted to ask uh, about you, well, I wanted to hear about High Life. Did we even talk about High Life, or we just mentioned that you watched I it? Just
1: mentioned that I watched it.
0: Okay, because I do want to talk about that. Um, you also had, you also watched Joe.
1: And I also did something that didn't show up
0: on there. What?
1: Uh, went and saw Neil Gaiman on Friday. Oh. Yeah. He um, did a uh, series of readings. Oh, right yes, because, fr- because
0: the thing that you you had forgotten that you were... Yes. That got put off a bunch of times. He so literally
1: that, yeah. showed up as he was walking on stage, because it was like, I had to leave work. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, didn't feel so at the time. Yeah. Because it was like, fuck, oh, yeah. we're going to miss him. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing it was assigned seating. Um, But Jesus, packed fucking house. I yeah. I mean, this was, I'm trying to remember the name, the Colonial... I have my ticket right here. Uh, yeah, at the Colonial in Boston on Boylston. So, you know, big, big venue. Um, every seat was pretty much fucking filled. Um, and he just read a series of stuff. It was odd. because This this just tells you how good of a fucking, like, storyteller he is. Literally two hours before, um, comics legend Neil Adams died. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, known for, like, his distinct drawings of the Batman... Um, also on um, the hard travel and heroes era of the Green Lantern and Green Arrow with the, my ward is a junkie, that, yep. that storyline. Um, and he was also huge with artist rights. Like he was one of the big pushes for people to start getting original artwork back to, you know, get creator ownership of shit. Uh, so legend, um. Bit of a douchebag in real life when I met him. But, um, you want to charge 50 bucks for me to, for him to sign a book I already owned? I'm like, I'm like dude, this is a $50 hardcover because I wanted him to sign one of my, you know, Batman by Neil Adams hardcovers. And he was like, $50. I was just like, that's fucking ridiculous. Um, so it was not the best impression, but I still appreciate what he did for the comics industry as a whole. But he had died like two hours prior. So Neil's like, oh, Here's this poem I wrote about what it's like to write <laughs> Batman that I've never ever read aloud or published. So it's like fucking cool. Um, and did a lot of like makes you wonder because like there were a lot of like questions from the audience type of things like that people wrote in. And but he always had like these 15 minute long answers for them that were just oh, fucking yeah. wonderful. It's like shit. Yeah. Like were these were these really questions or did you you know gild the lily a little bit here? But either yeah. way, it was fucking astounding. Uh, he's really great when he re- when he's reading his own work. He's a f- phenomenal orator and, and writer, of course.
0: Yeah, but I think that that's a separate skill. Um, not everyone has that. No, uh, some people can
1: write the most amazing shit and then read through it like they and you're like, and, fuck.
0: and also uh, can write amazing stuff, but you talk to them and they're just like dry as toast. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh have you ever seen a, a Stephen King reading? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I've heard him speak, yeah, just, but not just, he wasn't reading. a few
1: years ago. Yeah. yeah uh, the evening with him and Joe Hill. Mm. Yeah, he wrote. Some, he read some of Joe's stuff, and Joe read some of his stuff. So, it probably isn't still the same, because he's not reading his own work. Sure. But, I mean, he's good, but, like, Neil reads his own
0: audiobooks. Yeah. Like, I like that. I do, too. Although, I also, because I listened to a lot of... The Thrones books, um, and the guy that did it did the same guy that did all of them. It was uh, Roy Dotrice. Dut- he's an mm-hmm. old old British actor, um, and he had voices for all of them. Yeah, and they were pretty distinct. Yeah, and it's super impressive. Yeah, uh, he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for doing the most different distinct character voices in an audiobook. I mean, think about how many characters there are sure. in, Thrones, in yeah. Thrones. And he's got, I mean, he had very distinct ones for at least all the main players. Yeah, um, yeah it was really something. Uh, so it was just really, it was, but I also like it when someone just kind of reads it to you the, the way that, mm-hmm. you know, because you're not making silly voices. Do you make silly voices in your head when you read? Depends. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I do. Maybe yeah. I do. I mean, definitely from like when I would
1: read <clears> to kids oh, sh- oh yeah, yeah yeah, but like in my when I'm reading for myself not usually no it's usually just my voice in my head
0: yeah <clears> oh <throat> huh. interesting uh,
1: yeah it's weird because it was one of those things that almost feels like it didn't happen because drove there watched it drove back like then- we drove back to like Portland so it was like 1.30 in the morning when we got back to Portland woke up early because Jabron had to be at his bookstore for independent bookstore day which was Saturday it's like, I was back home by 9 a.m. like Saturday yesterday.
0: So it's it's like it almost didn't didn't yeah, happen? It didn't
1: feel, because it's like, I just traveled like 500 miles and listened to a guy for 100 minutes? Yeah. I mean, it was lengthy, but it was still like, holy shit, doesn't feel like... Like, if, if someone asked me how my weekend was, like, I don't know. I hey, guess what, I'm dropping shit. Um, <laughs> if someone asked me what I did during my weekend, I might forget to almost talk about that. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I, I went and saw, like, one of the world's best-known authors read. But um, because I've been, I spent the majority of my day home since then. doesn't feel like it happened.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and and plus, like, you went to work. Yeah. You know, you were at work and...
1: Yeah, left work, did this, and was home the next day by 9 a.m. Yeah. It's
0: Which, you know, not long after I woke up. Right. <laughs> uh So I I had said earlier um, that I didn't watch any movies this week uh, because of the draft. Uh, I also was doing, uh, it's not the same as going to see Neil Gaiman, obviously, but um, another way I was spending my time this week was, uh, we've been watching Moon Knight. Have you been watching Moon Knight? Nope. But now that
1: it's over, I think I will. Because I think this week was the last episode. It was? I think so.
0: I think there might be one more. Oh. Then I'll still
1: probably have to wait one more week. I
0: hope there's one more. I don't know. I guess I, I don't know. I've heard look that this up. week's episode was Look very, it up.
1: I've heard that this week was very, very fucking short, the episode.
0: It was like... I don't know. I watched it last night, Dan. How am I supposed to remember? <laughs> um, so we've been watching... While you look that up, I'll explain. We've been watching Moon Knight. Nope. The fourth is the last episode. So there's one... Yeah. Yeah, one
1: more. Okay. Oh, but this week was the highest rated episode. This they week got, was... They got
0: a 9.1. This week was... Uh, a very different episode. It was, uh, not a lot of action episode, but like, it was one of my, it might be my favorite episode. And Oscar Isaac is working his ass off Mm -hmm. in this. Um, it's, it really, it's such a stark difference. It's easy to compare it to the most, the other most recent Disney plus show, Uh, Being Book of Boba Fett, which I haven't even finished. I have not either because like I I still have like two or three episodes left. I I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy that plays Boba Fett, I'm sure he's fine. Tiamu Morrison. Sure, he's a great guy. Yeah, but like he is not a captivating. When you are between. Oscar, you got Oscar Isaac on coming right after you, and then the other Mandalorian based show on the, your same streaming service is in your same episode. In your same, in your same <laughs> is Pedro Pascal. Yeah, you. Yeah, I get, he's not those guys. It's which oddly really... makes sense because you got to remember this guy is who they made like a million
1: clones for. Right. <laughs> of course, you're gonna make him as nondescript as fucking possible. <laughs> I mean. But yeah, even like the the, the Clone Wars animated series yeah. or whatever, the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all clones of him. Yeah, more personality.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oscar Isaac is just captivating to watch. Yeah. Uh, and he's, I mean, you're getting two for the price of one here, <laughs> so because he's playing two characters. Uh, but yeah, this week was was really good. So the what I was the point of my story was that Colin. Had been watching along with us, and it's hard to get an 11 year old to watch something with his parents, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, so we've it's been nice, and we and we actually uh, last night we were trying to get, he he was playing Fortnite, so it just wasn't going to happen. So Robin was just just like fuck it, let's watch it. Mm-hmm. So, but a couple nights ago, or earlier in the week, we had we were trying to get him to come down and watch it, or like after dinner or whatever, and he didn't want to. So. We waited for him like Wednesday night the night that it came out, and while we waited, I started rewatching Daredevil. Mm-hmm. It has been long enough. <coughs> I'm happy to report that I don't remember shit that happened on Daredevil, yeah. and that show is fucking awesome, at least season one. Yeah. Uh So I'm I remember a, the hallway fight. That's an episode two. That's how episode two ends. Yeah. And it's awesome. I mean, and I think I remember the last episode of season one. It's the third best hallway scene at best mm. um after the raid and old boy oh, but i forget atomic blonde too oh yeah atomic <clears throat> blonde has a good i forgot about that that's another movie that see that's an example of a movie that i watched maybe two years when did atomic not blonde long ago not long ago didn't even enter in my head that that scene is fucking long yeah that scene is the longest probably of the three hallway mm. of the four hallway fight things because that scene goes on forever and it's one take, isn't it? <coughs> or or it, appear, it, it, appears it appears to, to be. be. Yeah, um, I don't think it was, but kind of like nineteen seventeen. They just did it all in one. Um, that show's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, <laughs> I on one hand I said it sucks to to you know to I want to remember these things and and, but it also on the rewatch if it's been long enough. Like I'm gonna remember a lot of the movies that I watched last year when we when I
1: rewatched in June, but like all all of the shows have now made the jump to Disney Plus, right?
0: I think so. Yes,
1: because it's like yeah, I know there's hype that they'll bring that Charlie Cox is now Daredevil in the MCU. Yeah, Um, I would love to see them bring fucking the guy who played um, Power Man, uh, old Luke Cage. I'd love to see them bring um, Jessica Jones over. I do. I do not. I believe they'll be recasting Iron Fist if they ever do an Iron Fist in the MCU.
0: See, now I, I never even watched it because you said yeah. it was so bad. God, he's so fucking bad. Is it him or was it the material or both? It's him. Yeah,
1: he's okay. he's bad. And here's the thing: like, it's Iron Fist. He's the world, one of the world's best fucking martial artists. Fucking Finn or whatever the fuck his real name is sucks he can't do fucking fight scenes. They're the most boring
0: looking shit. You would think that would be a deal breaker. Because
1: the people who who play um one of the oh, I'm forgetting her name in the show cuz again, barely watched it, one of the daughters of the dragon, she's fucking phenomenal. Mm. She's a good martial artist. Her scenes are good. So it's at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just the fight choreographer. Maybe that guy's just no, he was just working with what he had with that guy <laughs> and it was not good.
0: Yeah, if if I don't believe if I don't believe you. Yeah. Then the whole show is tanked. Yeah. It doesn't even matter how and good the rest of it is don't need raid level shit no, why though, when you're fucking because you can't have raid level shit, or it's very, very rare to have someone with the ability to do raid level shit and can also act, which is why raid level dudes don't talk very much yeah and don't have there's not a lot of narrative going on yeah if you think back to the raid now we've both seen the raid enough times mm-hmm. to. There's not a lot of narrating going on. Even in 2, there... Yeah. I mean, there is. I guess there is isn't 2. I mean, 2 is basically a gangster movie.
1: And even with that case... Ah,
0: shit. I dropped
1: it and it's now rolled under your... Now it's thing. just gone forever. It's gone forever. Or until the end of the podcast. <coughs> right. we crawling under our legs here. <laughs> I, I will, I'll play with that I'll play with this highlighter because it doesn't roll as much when I drop it.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, so Iron Fist is really good and we both recommend it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I will. I and especially really, when they got to the Defenders, when they brought everybody in and you're just yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Cause like on his own show, you're like, he's bad, but okay. then he really
0: sticks out. But then you,
1: you put him with the other people and you're like, fuck, you, you yeah. guys really miscast the shit out of this. How did this happen? It's
0: like that meme with the, the, the lineup of Marines ready to go into a thing. And there's a clown in the middle of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's that only on Disney plus now. <laughs> um, Are we going to see... I mean, I would imagine we're going to see more Matt Murdock. I would hope so. Whatever. Of all the characters, I would... Because even if... That's the one
1: that... Because there's already been a movie, and there's been a TV show, so there's public recognition as to who that character is. Right. That book is... I know they rarely care about what the fucking comic books are doing, but that is consistently one of Marvel's best comic books.
0: Well, I I also think... I think it's fair to say... And I know that they think, um, you know, the joke has been since Guardians that they can just drag out the most obscure people in the world mm-hmm. or characters in the world and they'll do well. well. But they do well in between the Iron Man's and the Captain America's. Sony's trying <coughs> that. Yeah. Uh, with El Muerto getting what? a movie. They just announced this week that
1: uh, I don't even know the fucking. He's a musician, Bad Bunny. He's gonna be starring off he's gonna be starring a Spider-Man spinoff on the character El Muerte, who I don't know a fucking thing about, didn't know he existed. Apparently he's been in like two or three issues. Is he like a Diablo type? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I literally have no idea who this character is. Is he a bad guy? Is he a villain? Don't know. And Sony's betting on fucking putting a movie on this guy. Well. <clears throat> oh. On the name on, on Bad Bunny's hype. Which again. I just know he's a musician.
0: Couldn't tell you what kind of music.
1: Hip hop. I'm guessing with the name Bad Bunny, that,
0: either that or that he's like electro- either
1: that or he's electronic music. Yeah, which the, that takes away the racism because that's Eastern European you shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you die if he's like country.
1: No, <laughs> no. Nope, nope. If like they said Little Nas X was going to be in something, I'd be like, that makes sense. That guy's kind of compelling. Yeah. He seems. Th- I've seen his videos. That dude's theatrical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I saw that news and I'm like. You can barely get a fucking Venom and a Morbius movie off the fucking, you know, off into the public. And Morbius was not exactly welcomed. No. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So you're going to skip over maybe a spinoff with fucking any other Spider-Man character, and you're going to go straight to El Muerte.
0: I saw uh, somewhere, I saw, um, I don't know where the somewhere was, it was on Twitter. Uh, Someone (laughs) said... Big respect to uh, Jared Leto for being in the two worst, yeah, comic book movies of all time. That's actually hard to do. One for DC, one for Marvel. Right? He's checking them off. Well done, sir. Image Comics. What do you got at us? <laughs> what movie do you want to make that that
1: you want to be bad? Can I be
0: in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Was that them? That's no, that's Turtles.
1: IDW currently. Um, I don't fucking know. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that's like, you know it's licensed to whoever's going to publish them for a while.
0: My, the, back to the point it on... It needs to
1: be in the Hellboy 3, which is yeah. uh, well, technically the fourth Hellboy. It needs it
0: to suck really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, should we get Guillermo back? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. 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 What's a wee bowl up to? What, uh, yeah, <laughs> what, what is uh, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson doing? these And we need... Uh, oh, go. shit, who do we need to write it? Um, oh, what's his name?
1: Let's give it to Akiva
0: Goldsmith. Yeah, or or uh, <laughs> who's the one that keeps fucking up the the... We need Aviara to produce. Oh, yeah. yep. Because um, you don't want Kevin Feige near this. No, no, no. He's That, may, gonna, that may make it good. He's, he's not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole, Dan. No. He's out on this shit. I mean, anyway, back to the point on Daredevil. What's... uh, um, Christ. Max.
1: Um, what's Max Landis writing right now? <laughs> I don't think Max Landis is writing anything. All if the more is, reason for him to do he, this project. <laughs> if he is, no one's reading it. All the more reason uh, for him to make this project. Because that way it's yeah. hated... Because you get Max Landis and Jared Leto doing, involved you in the get same that, project. You
0: get that early negative reaction yep. before anything <laughs> has even been done. Man. Yeah, I think that's smart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but back to my point on Daredevil, is even if Daredevil is not... I mean, I was going to say not to the level of Iron Man. The only reason Iron Man is as big as Iron Man is, is because of MCU Iron Man was probably a Daredevil level character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was not a top In the comics.
1: Him. He was an Avenger once in a while. Yeah. So he was, you know, he was a name, but no one was clamoring for Iron Man. It was right. Hulk, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, yep. X-Men. X-Men.
0: That's so, what people want. Those were the top books. So <laughs> my point on Daredevil is... Uh, In a world of Eternals and uh, your Shang-Chi's and whatever they're going to do with Black Widow, Mm -hmm. Daredevil is a recognizable classic character. With a, uh, you see, when you see Daredevil, you know that's Daredevil. Daredevil. Mm -hmm. If I showed you a picture of Gilgamesh that I'm pointing to right now,
1: I (laughs) I forgot to bring Robin's birthday party
0: and I forgot to bring your Gilgamesh
1: fucking mini- Funko, oh. gotcha. <laughs> damn it! Damn it, damn it, damn <laughs> it.
0: Um, You you would know who Daredevil was. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if you had pointed, if you had shown me a picture of Shang-Chi three years ago and asked yeah. me who it was, I wouldn't have been able Especially to Especially since you.
1: that looks nowhere near what his Marvel outfit used to look like. Because his I Marvel outfit used to be very 70s kung fu. He had like a
0: gi, right? Yeah, yeah it was like so a red yeah. and gold gi. Yeah. And he had a headband. Uh, <laughs> if you had showed me that, I would have said, is that quick kick from G.I. Joe? Speaking of which, did you watch any of your G.I. Joe videos? Not yet, no. No. Nope. They're so good. Uh, I watched another couple episodes. Actually, I think it was that day that after you left it, because it was still... And, and it's funny, because if I go now, uh, when I go to my homepage on YouTube, it's always at the top of my recommended. Because yep. the, the reason the, it, for that is uh, one day I put it on and took a nap mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and it played for, like, I don't know, a couple hours. So so now... That's that's the way to do it.
1: When I'm ready for a nap, I'll put that on. Oh, yeah. Watch a couple episodes, wake up to an episode. Fuck yeah.
0: You won't have missed anything. No. (laughs) They could very well blend into the same episode. Yeah. Uh, How did we get there? Oh, I was comparing (laughs) Shang-Chi to Quick Kick. Uh, So Daredevil would be a wise addition because they're Mm kind of running low on their recognizable... Classic characters. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much down to who is still around. Spider-Man <laughs> and what I'm thinking about like who original like Avengers
1: were and who original like Marvel Comics characters were. Yeah,
0: you're now fortunately <clears throat> they still have because of you know acquisitions and whatnot, they still have the Fantastic Four and the X-Men in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. But for right now, Spider-Man, yeah, and Doctor Strange, yep,
1: and that's about it. And that's one of the interesting things I hope we kind of see with the multiverse of madness is this is a good way to recast a character without having to recast without having to
0: recast a character. Like Shuri, yeah, <laughs> they won't because no. I'm very I'm fascinated to see. Because shouldn't we be getting a Wakanda Forever trailer? Because we got a poster right or something. I haven't seen it. We got something the yeah. other day. Because this would
1: be like, okay, well, our Captain America, Chris Evans is not coming back to play Captain America. How about we, this would be a good way to bring in a new Captain America from an alternate world. Do you think they would do that? I think if they did, they'd have to make him from a different time. Like, they'd have to bring back, like, a World War Two cap, you know? Yeah. And I don't think you'd be able to build a franchise on him, but still, just, you know. I fr- think they need to wait. I, th- oh, I I think too. it has to be I do too I think they would have to and I I don't think it'll happen necessarily with this movie but this movie can at least right. bring you the possibility the idea of, hey
0: because if they do a new Captain America before they bring X Men or Fantastic Four in people are gonna fucking riot yeah <laughs> like yeah wait there's these- gonna be angry nerds these people are hardcore <laughs> you know the yeah. the Fantastic Four people and especially the well, X-Men especially now people. that
1: Fantastic Four has lost its director.
0: Oh, it has. Yes. Who was doing
1: it? Uh, Watt, the guy who did the Spider-Man films.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: he he like stepped back like a day or two ago. He says, you know, it's it's like a no hard feelings type of thing. He's just he's he doesn't want to do another Marvel film. He's like, because he was a guy who came from smaller budget films, and he's like, I want to kind of, I don't want to I don't want to jump into another fucking trilogy of Marvel movies. So I'm stepping back. Yeah, but that yeah. I means I mean that and that was getting ready to shoot pretty soon, I think. So they've got to like.
0: Do we have definite cast? No. Okay, I was nope. going to say, I thought...
1: No, nope. it's... San Diego's coming up, Tom. San Diego's coming you up. You
0: think that's what it'll... I doubt we'll hear any major film news until San Diego. What What uh, are the odds that it's exactly who everyone has wanted?
1: I bet pretty good.
0: Because it's not often Cause that... Because it'd
1: be stupid not to get, like... I mean, we were Krasinski.
0: Yeah. And Emily. Emily Blunt. Um, it all—they've
1: got, they've got the money to throw at them.
0: It almost makes too much sense. Yeah. Because we know both of them can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of times you will look at someone, they'll—and uh, it bugged the shit out of me for years with uh, like Uncharted when the because that movie was in in, in hell for production mm-hmm. hell for a decade, all the different ideas of who should play this and who should play that and stuff, and people would throw out these names like just because so-and-so looks like this character doesn't mean they can do it. Yep. Like, it's not just that. But And then on the other hand, just because they can do it, if you're not... So, so you've got to be able to match up both. Mm-hmm. And they match up both. Yep. Playing a married couple. They are a married couple. Yep. It's like... It, and they want to do it. Yeah. They have both <laughs> been vocal about, oh my God, fuck yeah, we would do this. Yeah, This would be a dream come true. It almost makes so much sense that it won't happen. Yeah. Which is worrisome, but the only, only thing I could even remotely think of would be they're both in their forties, yeah, and they're but but so was they can be they can be for those characters, yeah, and so was Robert Downey Jr. Robert Mm. Downey Jr. is almost sixty,
1: yeah, yeah, because like you
0: don't need Mister
1: Fantastic to be young because he's fucking a brilliant.
0: Like scientists, he's who's got that, that 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 white streak. So yeah, so he can be in it. He, he could can have be gotten like that naturally. Yeah. Um, hey s- Google, how old is John Krasinski? Forty-three. John Krasinski is forty-two years old. Oh, so nice.
1: Cool. Yeah. So he he can fit that part just fine. And yeah. He can play that part for another decade at least. Yeah. 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 Um, and that means you can cast Johnny as someone who's in his early thirties or late twenties, because just, just, all he has to be is Sue's younger brother. That's all he
0: has to be. He Chris Evans would have been good for that, but he's already played That's, Captain I, America. I, I kind of hope he shows up
1: in the Multiverse of Madness that would as be, Johnny Storm. That would be I think hilarious. that would be a fucking amazing. It would,
0: and especially if everyone was like Cap, and he's like, "Who the fuck is Cap?" That would be because uh, there was. A, we talked about it at the time of of uh, No Way Home, and I mean, it wasn't just us, but it, a big thing surrounding it was like how much of how much of this uh, of of our opinion of this movie is based on. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing the... Not just seeing little head nods of yeah. Toby Maguire, but they were an integral part of the story. And how different that experience is for, say, Colin. Yeah. Because he's never seen any of those. So, well, like, I mean, to him, it was like, yeah, it's cool, it's Doc Ock, but it's not as cool as it was to me.
1: I had zero nostalgia for Andrew Garfield, as because I was not the biggest fan of those Spider-Man kay? movies. I loved him in that movie, though. So oh, yeah. I thought he was phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. So... I mean, if that can give me nostalgia for two movies I didn't really care for, awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but I just wonder uh, if we'd be getting too much, too far into the weeds here to yeah. expect. Is it too much
1: of a wink, wink, nod, nod?
0: To expect the Collins of the world to think anything of it would it would like almost take them out of the movie? Like, why is Captain America? Being... Uh, yeah, because I mean, like Connor would
1: be like all over it. He'd be like because he loved the Fantastic Four movies yeah. as a kid. Um, he'd be like, that was awesome.
0: Well, but, but see, and <laughs> But with, was, yeah, Coleman is at the age, though, where he... Wouldn't have seen it. Wouldn't have seen it. it. Probably Connor is in a very specific window of people. Yeah. Because the only people that could like those movies are, would be kids. Yeah. Because kids are dumb. <laughs> uh, even the smartest kids in the world are dumb. Kids like stuff that suck. Yeah. My kid likes all kinds of stuff. Most of it sucks. Yeah. Um... So Connor was fucking probably... Good. We're talking about how awesome it is to have the G.I. Joe cartoons. <laughs> exactly. Those are fucking oh, not narrative. They're awful. Those are not great. <laughs> and look, I know it's all hand-drawn and it's amazing, but the art isn't very good either. No. Uh, I mean, these are all... I mean, they throw these together. The, the artists are probably like, look, we had like 10 minutes to do this. Yep. I mean, that's an exaggeration. So but you've like, seen the same
1: background six times.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the old, the old stuff, you just see, you You look like you're on a treadmill. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> No one's feet ever really touch the ground. They just kind of float above them. Uh, how did I get there?
1: That age where kids like things Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, he's probably in a very specific window mm-hmm. where there would be nostalgia for seeing Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. Yeah. You and I would notice it and kind of get a chuckle out of it, but yeah. like, if you liked those movies, he would be like, cool. That is fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. And I will say this... I don't remember. I didn't watch it, but I watched like a uh, caravan of garbage or something on the uh, on the Fantastic Four movies. They don't look that bad. There's mm-hmm. look. There's some. There are some effects that are just brutal. Yeah. Some of the the uh, stu- the uh, uh,
1: the fantastic stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's all garbage. Yeah, yeah.
0: The Johnny Johnny looks great. Yes, thing
1: looks great for the most part.
0: I mean, he's not he big looked, enough. But. He looked better in that than he did in the twenty the, yeah, the Josh, the Trank, Josh one. Trank one. That looked that was awful. Yeah.
1: They still have yet to figure out how to do fucking Doc Doom.
0: Yeah, that's <clears> another <throat> that, that's what looked bad in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the and, Doom stuff.
1: And the Josh Trank he, oh, one. Oh yeah, but well,
0: every that that was just a that was just a trash fire. Yeah. I I feel I don't even like Miles Teller and I felt bad mm. for Miles Teller.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um and, and I you like know who
0: would make a good thing, Jamie Bell.
1: Which again, I like him. Not he is not, not the thing for me.
0: I have a Jamie Bell movie on my watch list that I started watching two years ago <laughs> and then never, uh, never finished it. And it went off. It went out of off streaming. I'm looking at your watch list. Your watch list gives me anxiety. <laughs> there are almost 400 movies on your watch list. Yep. Mine is my and special. And I never
1: ever refer to it. You Every don't. once in a while, I'll, just, I'll
0: I'll go to record a movie, and it's like this film was on your watch list. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, see, <laughs> that is, oh, maybe he's not even in it. I thought he was. Never mind, he's not even in the movie I'm talking about. The movie I'm talking about is, uh, um, seventy one. Oh, and it's got a bunch of young mm-hmm. Irish actors in it. So I guess I just assumed he was in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't he
0: in it? Because yeah, like. Uh, uh Barry Keeler The Riddler yeah. is in it and Jack not O'Connell. Not the Riddler, the Joker. I mean yeah, the Joker, yeah. sorry. Um Jack O'Connell is in it. Uh not a young actor, but Sean Harris is in it. I like oh, him And he was in um Oh wait, no, never mind. That
1: was Ty Sheridan. That was in the movie I watched this week.
0: I always <laughs> can fit Oh yes. Him and Ty Sheridan. And it's too, too bad too because uh I think Barry Keele is is a much better actor. I don't know. Uh uh he was this kid was um Ty Sheridan
1: was really good in Joe.
0: Oh, he was a kid at that. He would have. He, he was late teens. Okay, late teens. But he, he was, was good. He well, was really good in Joe. Remember when I watched? Uh, what was the one that I watched with him uh, with McConaughey? Uh-oh. Oh, Mud. Tilly's mad. That mud. was him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I and I think I said at the time. Now I understand why people kept t- casting Ty Sheridan <laughs> because the, I think the first Ty Sheridan thing I ever watched. Was Ready Player One? That was him too, right? Yes. I was not impressed. No. Uh, however, also when I, Cyclops. Right. <laughs> not impressed. But then when I watched Mud, I was like, "Oh, I get it. I get why they kept because." And he's like 14 or whatever, uh, and he's yeah. great because that was 2, 2012. And then what was your, what year was this Joe? Uh, just a few
1: years ago, 16. 13, Jesus, really, I thought it was earlier than
0: okay. that. So,
1: yeah. He just needs to be in better material.
0: Yeah, it turns out. Um, <laughs> hate to say that when he was in a fucking Spielberg film. <laughs> yeah, but that was,
1: I don't know. That, that was not a movie geared towards actors.
0: oh I think yep. we got to pause. Tilly looks sad. All right, we're back. Tilly was sad, uh, but now she's happy.
1: Yeah, didn't take long.
0: So I don't even remember what we were talking about. It's been about ten minutes, yeah, we so, can just move on. so, so yeah. we can just move on to something new. Um, I talked about the shows that I've been watching. That's been good. Oh, you were gonna? Oh, actually, no. I know exactly what we were talking about, and we hadn't finished it. Uh, you were gonna tell me about Joe. Oh yes, um, <clears throat> a movie Joe. Yes, not, movie, Joe. Not just some random dude named uh, Joe. David Gordon Green, the guy
1: who is like in charge of the new Halloween movies. Uh, he's part of that whole, you know, everybody that was involved in Eastbound and Down, and okay. So he pairs up a lot with. What's his name? Danny McBride? Danny McBride. Um, but he came who from. wrote
0: the Halloween?
1: Yes. Uh, but he, he, he's, he's, he comes from like writing a lot of like Americana type films. Uh, like jo- Mud and Joe. Yeah. Um, this one, Joe is like a divorced alcoholic guy who runs like a small work crew where they work in the woods type of thing. And, um, Ty Sheridan him and his dad and family have just moved into town and he needs work dad is like one of the worst human beings on the planet this film feel would fit like nicely with Winter's Bone only and you know with Joe being the teardrop character type of thing yeah only you know if the dad was if um what's her name's dad was still alive um re yeah so it's it's that type of film it's a lot of poverty porn is, that, thing. is this available? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it's streaming right now. Uh, I'll look it up. But it's very, very... It's a great role for Nick Cage. Um, just to type, play that like self-destructive kind of guy mm. who befriends a kid. It is not. Mm. Too bad. It should be available. It's a good movie. Uh, and I'm glad I ended my Nick Cage watch with that because, this- man... After watching Captain Corelli's Mandolin... Oh, that movie's dreadful, I think. That movie is fucking awful. Yeah. Like, how? I, I know uh... how, because... Um, it, it's an interesting... I bet it was a magnificent book, because it's based on a book, and yeah. it's about a Greek woman who falls in love with an Italian soldier who was stationed there during Italy's occupation of Greece.
0: Right.
1: However, this is who you cast as the Greeks, the main Greek characters. Penelope Cruz... Okay. Spanish. Okay. John Hurd, British. Okay. Christian Bale, Welsh. Those are your Greeks. As your Italian character, you cast Nicolas Cage. Hey, he's close. And he's at least a Coppola. Right. Yeah. Um, he, he is like third generation removed from, right. you know, the shores of Italy. Um. Yeah, he didn't come over on the boat. His Italian accent, though, is closer to fucking Super Mario. Than anything else. I don't remember anything about it. I remember it's, it's a weird film because it's a it's a love story. I remember not finishing it is what I remember. Yeah, because it's also long. Um, that being over two hours, um, but it feels every fucking. <laughs> inch of its fucking... It feels longer. It's about you know Captain Corelli who plays a mandolin. Yeah. Not that it ever is like much of a point in the movie.
0: And this is also at a time where, because, uh, look, uh, Nick Cage's career has had lots of ups and downs. He was riding high at the point. Yeah, he point. was meeting men. This is part of, I think, what started to bring him down off of that. Yeah. Uh,
1: but it's a weird time to have a love story because, again, it is the Italian occupation of Greece during World War II. Um, a, Grecian men were going off to fight in uh, Albania. Because that's where like the the German front was coming through, and they yep. were stopping like Italy and Germany until Germany started bombing the shit out of them, and then like Germany like let Italy occupy it. Um, so you, the main romantic character is part of the Italian army. Now they play it off like they don't want to be there. <laughs> we are lovers. We are not fighters. We don't want to be here. We're just here, and it's like dude, you're still on the side of the fucking Nazis. Now, is the
0: uh, the accent you just did... Um, just a, That's pretty much an, pretty, equal, an equal. Pretty dead I, on.
1: I might have got a secondary character, you know, in that, in that film with that accent. Um, so right away, you're just like, okay, I don't understand how this woman, whose father is like a doctor, and she's trained to be a doctor, and they're all about, you know, being Greek and marrying within Greece. And, yeah. So she falls in love with this guy on the side of the Nazis. Right. And then, because it's also kind of a love triangle, she had a boyfriend. And that boyfriend is played by Christian fucking Bale. <laughs> the
0: famous Greek actor.
1: The famous Greek actor, Christian Bale. But again, you say, hey, hey, young lady, Christian Bale or Nick Cage. Yeah. They're going with Christian fucking Bale most of the time. Yep. And in this movie, he's, a as usual, he's not like, this isn't like the fighter Christian Bale. Right. This is like, I'm jacked and fucking handsome. I mean, the first scene of him in the movie, they're taking like shrapnel or something out of his ass. Nice.
0: So you're like, they're
1: like slapping his ass because it's so firm.
0: <laughs> um. So, like, You yeah, finished it, though. I did
1: finish, because I have to. Yeah. I, and I surprisingly finished it all in one night. I was stunned that I managed to stay awake for it. Um, and it's just like... I don't understand how a movie with this cast, and based on a, apparently a very good book, with the guy who directed Shakespeare in Love, makes such a, just a fucking. I mean, I, I give likes to so like ninety percent of ninety five percent of the movies. I did. You not do give he, this Dan a like.
0: hands them out like.
1: Candy. Yeah, I did not give this film a like because I will <laughs> never ever rewatch this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just one of those movies. I'm like, I, I don't get how it is so bad, but fuck, it is so bad. Yeah. And and again, even when it's good, it's boring.
0: How many did you end up with, Cage?
1: Uh, Probably 30, I think like 32 or 33.
0: Is that more than your Hanks?
1: No. But again, I was also, aw- I was away for like four, three out of the four weekends. Yeah. Like this p- took place plus a week away, so I was yeah. pr- if I hadn't watched like ten within the first three days of the month, yeah. it wouldn't have been as high. Yeah, um, you had
0: you had like a couple sick days there. That... Yeah,
1: I, I stacked I stacked the beginning, knowing that this yeah. would happen towards the end. Um, but I still do plan to watch a lot of the other ones throughout the
0: year. Yeah,
1: I, I would like to I would like to be up around like sixty Nick Cage films by the end of the year. Wow. Um, and I think currently, because I watched a bunch in January, I think I'm around like the forty something stats for the year
0: it's hard to uh, it, there are only so many people you can at, even do that I'm with. I'm at 42 yeah. 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 yeah where they're like the, the star or a notable part of the cast not just yeah. like
1: not like Stephen Root right who just pops up and,
0: I, right. I, I could very I well thinking, watch
1: 20 Steven Root films in a year without trying <laughs>
0: and James Wong has like yeah. a thousand credits or something mm. like that uh Although that would be fun to take someone, that would actually be—I should—I I changed my mind already. That would be a fun project to take a character actor mm-hmm. and just watch. Like Buscemi shows up in. Because you'd be all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Especially like
1: fun. like Buscemi, who is known for working with the Cone Brothers. Yeah. And with Michael Bay. Right. <laughs> <You> right.
0: <know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You're gonna get that Barton Fink, uh, you know Armageddon pairing one night and be yep. like, I don't know how this happens, <laughs> but
0: it does. But it did. Uh, nice. Uh, what do you got uh, on tap for this week? What um, you? More A twenty
1: four films. Yep. Uh, I will watch. Also, my goal is to try to probably watch like two PT Mays a week because yep. again, he makes he has a habit of making long
0: ones. When are you gonna watch uh, There Will Be Blood? That one, I might be able to
1: get that in this week because there are a few that Andrew is like, I want to watch it with you. I don't think it, there will be blood, as one of them. Okay. So like getting in the master is going to be one she wants to watch it too. And again, that'll have to be a two night thing.
0: Let me know when you're going to watch that because I'll okay. watch it at the same time.
1: Um, but I'm also going to watch, rewatch like Inherent Vice because I've only seen that once.
0: yeah uh, Punch
1: Drunk Love, the same because that's kind of like a precursor, almost like an A24 film. I feel like it. Mm. It's not, but that has a very A24 vibe about it. That mm-hmm. whole film.
0: All right. Anything else?
1: No. Uh, yeah. I'll have a bunch of A24 films to talk about next week, yeah. and they will likely be widely varied.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll get you next week then.